Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Blog Talk Radio.
So, uh, what, what, what card are you going to deal with today? We did. How many did you do last week? Was it two or three? I yeah, I think we did three, maybe four, maybe the first four. Okay. Um, okay. As we go, as we go along, it'll it'll be, it'll come back. It'll be clear to us. But um, just before we we even get into that, Sister Bear, uh, what okay. I'd like to do is to examine the things that primarily we've had a lot mentioned uh, on occasion here on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of them tend to lead to an observation of the primary problem as it relates to African people in this country, and that is uh, a lack of directional leadership, particularly in the area of the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, two incidents occurred this past week that basically highlight uh, that reality as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the other thing I want to take a look at is the uh, email that you sent me, uh, which has to do with the alleged hacking by Russia. Okay. Which, and it's really interesting because it appears as though uh, that number two card, card that the Rothschild judgment is still in effect. It's almost as if the election is still going on and we're just in a different phase of it. That's just what it feels like. Yeah, and it's, it's unprecedented in terms of it's relevant or non-relevant, but I think that we all feel as though we're, we're in a holding pattern waiting for something something else to happen. And that's where that second judgment card comes into play. And, and I might add, again, I, I hate to, to beat a dead horse, mm-hmm. but... The, the one person that's going to come out of this thing looking awfully, awfully bad, and I'm not necessarily saying if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm kind of ambivalent toward this, but that one person is going to be Barack Obama yeah. because it appears as though Hillary Clinton has melted back into the minutia of nothingness that she comes from. Quite conveniently And is allowing other people To take the weight As usual Because that's the way the Clintons Tend to operate I just find the whole thing Extremely interesting I I also became made aware that She may in fact run for Mayor of New York Oh my Exactly I mean (laughs) These people do not know how to go away because they're they're primarily the ultimate welfare recipients, if you will. They've been feeding off a of government for so long that they don't know how to do anything else. 
So while they criticize poor people who, for the most part, don't have the wherewithal or the direction to do anything else, you would think that these people, being in government so long, would have the capacity to go and do something else. But they can't because they're welfare recipients. Yeah. And that's all they know. Uh, so the next time uh, people criticize large numbers of African people for receiving government, assist, government assistance, just point to the Clintons as the epitome of government assistance. Uh, and I'll bet you, Sister Beth, I'll bet you dollar to donut that if you look real deep, you'll probably find a link card in their name. Mm-hmm. That's how dependent these people are uh, because they don't know anything else, and they don't want to know anything else. So I find the irony uh, quite interesting to me. But the other two things that kind of feed right into that is, first of all, the... Um, taking of this young white boy who who was apparently mentally ill by the four young black people here in Chicago out of all places. And I'm sure all of the family has seen that because they won't let you see anything else. Uh, When they want to drive home a point, all of the media engaged in driving home that point. And if anybody saw any of the responses by Negroes in mainstream media, you basically saw a a bunch of disoriented, incompetent uh, welfare recipients, because that's what they are as well, who know nothing but claim to be government experts, but somehow are uniformly wrong 90% of the time, just like their white counterparts. And it's this thing in terms of the managerial class. Uh, Who is a dependent class? Who are responsible for the lack of direction on the part of the young people. Because you see, Sister Bell, again, it's no small irony that we have said here many times that the problem that many of our young people, I'm talking about African young people specifically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the, the very root of the problem that they face is that they've been Sacrifice on the altar of electoral politics. Yeah. And we just saw that clearly because allegedly what we are being told is that they allegedly took this young boy and was torturing him based upon him saying he supports Donald Trump. Well, now, where would these young people, where would they get it fixed into their minds that it would be okay to punish someone for supporting 
an alternate candidate other than the one that they saw uh, as the correct candidate. Where would they get that? And I guarantee you, family, Sister Bell, those young mm-hmm. people don't know jack about electoral politics. Nothing. No. No. So no. that's a clear example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. They've been inundated with something that basically, if you relate it to a an investment in a stock, it wouldn't even be considered penny stock. And even if it was, no investor would tell you as a black man and woman in the system of white supremacy that you could look forward to any kind of proper return on your investment. That being the case, why would you invest most of your capital into something that's going to yield such a poor return? This is what I've been talking about, and you can literally see it in every endeavor that affects African people today. With Black Lives Matter, voters' registration, marching in voters' registration, the primary black major organizations who all focus on exactly the same thing. I don't care what their name is. They all focus on the same thing. Electoral politics, no matter what the problem is, the answer is always marching in voters' registration, which, again, hasn't yielded any kind of significant return for our investment. And just to illustrate all of that, also this past week, I don't know if any of the family saw this, but again, it's one of those moments where I had to just literally get up and walk away because I probably would have broke my computer monitor. Mm. I saw a piece where the heads of the Georgia NAACP conducted a sit-in in the senatorial offices of Senator Jeff Sessions, who has been appointed by Trump as the designated attorney general once he assumes office. These Negroes basically did a sit-in in his office to get arrested in very nice suits, uh, you know, nice nice haircuts and shades. The sister was extremely groomed. And they're all sitting there with the media in tow to film them as they're being arrested and protesting Jeff Sessions' appointment as the attorney general. And he hasn't even wow. taken office. And you and you see they they have uh, what's that holder the uh, uh, the ex attorney yes. general that's supposed to uh, challenge Trump. 
yes, as I understand it, he's been appointed, uh, I believe, uh, by the legislators, the governor of California, Gary Brown, to represent them. I'm not sure exactly what the case is, but it may have something to do with them attempting to... um, uh, to do an end run around the fact that they have their sanctuary city, okay? okay. Or yeah. go ahead, Sister Ben. No, I was just getting ready to say sin city because they just passed it that the uh, underage girls can be prostitutes and make they, they right. That, that is way legalized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all of that just lends itself to their move since that's uh, pedophile uh, capital. Yes, uh, yes. Of the legalization of pedophilia. That's what they're, they're yes. really aiming at. Yeah. Okay? Uh, the prostitution is just a backdoor way of achieving that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're really, really, you know, but it just points to, Again, the lack of direction being provided by these people who media has told us to hold in high esteem because they hold political offices and nothing else, nothing else. Hold it as the attorney general. Not one policeman was, in fact, prosecuted and convicted of killing unarmed black people. And the same goes for Loretta Lynch. While Obama runs around peacocking, okay, talking about, we got to save my legacy. I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. Uh, It's basically. Go ahead, Suspect. No, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out. The only thing I see is that. He uh, opened up the floodgates for the gay community. They all rushed out the closet. And he opened up the floodgates for Juan Valdez mm-hmm. and and Alibaba. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the... when it comes to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, listen. And when it comes to African people, he was AWOL. He's absent without official leave. And still, still, to this day, will not address issues germane to the African people. So it's just interesting, again, to look at the return on your investment. And people were um, proclaiming this guy the second coming of Christ. And I'm going to tell you, you can go to two or three dozen churches and you won't find a weaker black man than Barack Obama. And you know what I'm saying? The, the men in the church, the African men in the church are so weak, it takes three or four of them to move a sofa. 
I'm talking about from one side of the room to another side of the room. Because they don't appear to have any kind of uh, fighting spirit among them. And I'll be honest, Sister Bear, um, family, the conscious community ain't far behind. Mm-hmm. Because we appear, you know, we like to say that we're conscious and this kind of thing, but the the actions belie that statement. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that because there are some fundamental things uh, that should come along with being conscious as far as I'm concerned. It's just my own opinion. But I see it, uh, again, my opinion, as a cash cow for some, a chest-thumping sessions for others, but still has all of the components of a very meek Christian community or a religious community. I don't want to just focus on the Christians. So in many ways, uh, you know, honestly speaking, we pretty much, in many cases, mirror them. Mm-hmm. And so I just think if we're really serious about providing an alternative in terms of direction for the young people, then to me, that's what our focus should be on collectively. If we're conscious, yeah. or is consciousness in mirroring Christianity just a, another way of of becoming popular and and making money? Because mm-hmm. if that's all it is, count me out. Because the church has been doing that. Hell, I could go to church and Thank become you. a minister. And I think Amen. I could be uh, pretty successful at it. Mm-hmm. But that's not my aim. Nor is my aim to do that within the construct of the conscious community. Again, I'm just being honest and, and being observant, and I'm not broad-brushing the entire conscious community, nor am I broad-brushing the entire religious community. But that's what I see. And so I think that it has to be said. But that situation with the four young African people is a clear example. And I I, I kind of watched as they ushered the Negroes in from station to station on mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all saying the same thing, hate crime, this or Oh, is it not that? And here in Chicago, of course, where it all takes took place, uh, the Negro media is, is just beating up on them young people unrelentingly and taking no responsibility for the fact that they're not unique in terms of having no direction. Because every single one of these Negroes, every single one of them, it's like activists. And I hate that word 
because activists should activate the inactive. So I never use that term to describe myself. But other people claim that title, and they're not activating anybody to do anything. So how are you an activist? And the other thing that burns me up about them is once they receive, and this is a generalization, but it Mm -hmm. happens, and I've seen it happen for many, many years, once they receive a level of recognition uh, by whatever means, the next move is to run for political office. I've seen it over and over and over and over and over and over. And I never quite understood that, except that they were using that so-called activism that didn't activate anybody as a platform to get, them, to get into electoral politics. Now, so I know the family. Someone, Go ahead, someone in the chat room is saying what is going to happen with the bill that Obama uh, adopted about the uh, rights of indigenous people. I'm not aware of that. What What is that? Well, indigenous people is is melanated people. So I I got I heard about it, but I don't know exactly what the numbers of bill is. So he passed a bill uh, that deals with the rights of indigenous people. Okay, uh, let me let me put it like this. Okay, it's, it's like okay they, okay they say ahead. it's a new bill, but I, they saying it's a new bill for 2017, but I don't have the bill number. Okay, watch this. Everything okay. that Barack Obama is pushing at the last minute right. is obsolete <laughs> before it gets started. How come he didn't do that in 2008 or, or when he started his second term? We just explained that. You got a sofa you need to be moved? Don't call him. <laughs> oh. Unless you call three other people. And let, let me take this a step further. I think that, uh, and I had this discussion to some degree uh, with another elder brother who I hope to get on the program next Monday, Sister Bam, uh, okay. who's going to speak to the family from an economic standpoint. I'll, I'll send you all the information. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. But um, with all due respect to everybody, in their particular uh, view of where we have to go. Uh, I've stated uh, unequivocally that I have no intention of studying every law on the books outside of law school, okay, in order to make a determination. And I don't think it's feasible to ask all other African people in this country to study every law on the books to make a determination as to what direction you're going to go in. Now, if there are individual people in groups, be they the Moors, etc., who want to do that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. All I'm saying, I've said it before, I'll say it again. 
it's not feasible to expect uh, our population to focus on every law on the books in order to determine what direction you're going to take in this society. Because while you battling them laws, you still have to eat. You have to survive. And so my rationale for dealing with those kinds of things is to hire a body of lawyers within the framework of an institutional building or institution building that we pay to deal with that and alleviate us of having to bust our brains in understanding all of the legal language. Because you talk about magic. That's where it's housed, right there. If that ain't magic and casting spells on people, use the language, <laughs> law is it. Because you can think you got it down to a science in one respect, and you go in that courtroom, and they will switch on you in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they change the laws, too. Always. That's why it is, in fact, a practice. It's not absolute. And so they can make it something else at any point in time that they deem fit. And here's the problem. We don't have the numbers to put up any kind of significant fight against any of it. That's why electoral politics should never be the major focus of a group of people who don't have the numbers to really effectuate it to the point that it's going to make the kind of changes you see fit. But many of our people have been programmed to just chase it, no matter what, just keep chasing it. Hell, you you are subject to catch Casper the Ghost quicker than you are to acquire a black political empowerment within the system of white supremacy. At best, at best, you can manipulate the system based on your numbers by moving from one side of the ledger to the other. They call them Republicans and Democrats. So Negro Republicans are running around here uh, beating themselves on the chest because Donald Trump won. As if somehow Republicans ain't been kicking our asses for as long as I can remember talking. And black Democrats, I mean, the ass-kicking goes without saying. You've been getting your ass kicked with a black president for eight years, shot down in the streets, worse than dogs, because they'll lock you up and throw away the key if you shoot a dog, if your dog fight, if you abuse a dog, they will lock you up. But shoot African people, no problem. No problem. And again, I think it's instructive that while that situation was going on with the four young African people here in Chicago, that little maggot, Dylan Roof, was absolutely unapologetic about what he did to all those African people in that church and said he he wasn't going to change anything that he said or he did. 
but they savagely attacked these four young people. And I'm not making excuses for what they did. I think what they did was absolutely insane. That ain't the way you deal then, with uh, this system. But uh, ahead, to show babe. you another to show another example, uh, a couple of years ago, you had three uh, white people that murdered two black melanated brothers, and um, they had sex after they were dead. They didn't had that all on the news like they doing this. They killed them two uh, melanated people, tortured them, had sex with them. But that wasn't broadcast all over the place. One of those cases was right here in Joliet, Illinois, that I'm very That's familiar with. That's the one I'm with. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much familiar with that, and you're absolutely correct. But that's what the system of white supremacy does, and we buy into it. We absolutely buy into it, okay? Because if we pay attention to the media, we will, and you'll hear black people say this all the time, and it makes me cringe, we are our own worst enemies. I've been hearing that and hearing that and hearing that. And when you hear an African person say that, they have absolutely no clue as to what's going on in this country relative to social engineering and all of the various tentacles that go with this whole process of social engineering. We have no clue. But I hear that term being used over and over. And it's, it's done almost reflexively now without even thinking. As soon as the media highlights something that African people did, okay, uh, the black people go crazy. Yeah, string them up. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, you know, I mean, and it doesn't have to be within a particular boundary. It's just the way the media uses these events to, in fact, elicit a particular response in terms of the whole process of social engineering. As long as they got you thinking that you're the worst thing on the planet, you'll act like it. Or you'll view... Yeah. You'll view your people as just what the system says they are because they can give you examples. But what's devoid of the conversation is the context. What's the context that allow for these things to take place. And that's where we come right back, Sister Bear, into clearly understanding that the young people have been sacrificed on the altar of electoral politics and basically been given false direction. And now here we go again with NAACP the National Action Network, the Urban League, Rainbow Push, Black Lives Matter, and let's be clear, you can't split hairs between any of those groups because every single one of them are financed by other institutions outside of the black community and therefore are going to follow the dictates of that financing. That means they are not going to attack the system of white supremacy at its core. Because they're part of it. And that's the whole point. So uh, all of them, every single one of them, no matter what the problem is, the answer is marching, 
in voters' registration. Look at the history, family. That's what they do. I don't care if they drop a bomb on Osage Avenue in Philadelphia on the move, uh, sisters and brothers. The answer is to march and do voters' registration. I don't care if they arrest 13 young brothers and charge them with a rape in Central Park. The answer is to march and do voters' registration. I don't care what the issue is. All of these Negroes always prescribe the same solution. It's like having a cold on one end and a family member having cancer on the other end, and you prescribe the same prescription. It sounds like Westworld to me. It, it really is when you understand that their thinking has basically been constipated. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, you would see something different in how we respond to these things. But we don't see anything different. And so now the mantra is Holland Stream, Holland Stream, and damn, everything else that's going on in the world of African people in this country, not one single thing is going to be addressed. However, I, I will say this. Uh, I received the email where Black Lives Matter is talking about having African people based on the web. They must be listening based on the website that they set up to support these black business people. Here's a problem with that, and I'm not an advocate of that, okay? Uh, let me put it like this. I'm an advocate of that with conditions attached to it. Uh, I'm for supporting black businesses that support black people. Let me say that again. I'm for supporting black businesses that support black people because over a period of time, it's been quite clear made by the moves that black business people make that they become enamored with the system of white supremacy and begin to support the system of white supremacy over and above their support for their own people who, in fact, in many cases, historically, have been responsible for them becoming successful black businesses. And I always use people like Ebony and Jet magazine as an example, located right here in Chicago, who the more money they made, the whiter they became. They became a part of the elite and began to serve the political arena here in Chicago that basically we live in the results of what they and others have participated in for a long, long time. That's not just unique to Chicago. It's all over the country relative to African people. No, it ain't just about supporting black business. It's about supporting black business that support black people. And I'm not talking about hiring 10 and setting up 10,000. That ain't what I'm talking about. Because if Ebony and Jet 
as an all-black staff, and that all-black staff is in service to the system of white supremacy that's serving our people up on a platter by misidentifying the problems from people who are allegedly professional in their field, but yet again, they keep getting it wrong over and over. What's the point of supporting those kind of black businesses? I'm not talking about supporting black businesses who, once they become established, now have to support established politicians that are part of a particular political machine that's been operating in a detrimental manner to African people, but they're going to support the status quo because it may increase their business opportunities by selling us out. No, absolutely not. And I can give you example on top of example on top of example where that's been the case that basically brings us to where we are now. And then they holler and scream when the business climate sours, and the first thing that they do is run and say, support these black businesses that's been in the black community for 100 years. Well, show me the ledger where these black business people have supported black people for 100 years. And you'll find them lacking. And when I say black business, I'm talking about the very top of these black the black businesses in the black community is the church. And I won't even get into that because everybody knows those examples. We see them over and over every election. These politicians are right in the church. Only black churches. Nobody else's churches. And that's what I mean. And then the next thing you know, these black preachers been put on boards and all this kind of stuff. I mean, people don't understand. When when black people were being shot down like dogs here in Chicago by the Chicago police, which is primarily the facilitator of all that you see in terms of the relationship between African people and the police, not just in Chicago, but all over the country, what they've historically done is take some high-profile black businessman or black preacher and put them on the police board. That's what we had here in Chicago. And what the black, blacks on the police board do, primarily a preacher, but not exclusively, is basically follow all the orders that the political establishment gives them such that there's no change in the operations of the police department toward African people. That's what has happened over and over. If you look at your school board, you see the same thing. Go look and find the most high-profile preacher in your area, and I guarantee you he's hooked to his testicles, to the political thing. And now you see him lining up with Donald Trump. Well, Robert X, why is that dangerous? Because one thing about the political paradigm, and it's why electoral politics can never serve, never serve as a tool for freedom for African people, is that it operates within the realm of a pendulum. And, of course, we know that pendulums swing to and fro or left and right, meaning it's going to change. And when that change takes place, you're going to find yourself with your ass out because now those politicians that you look for 
and relied upon are no longer in power. And as African people, we know how that goes. We always catch the brunt of the change that takes place, particularly in a negative manner. So I'm just saying all that to say that we have to do something different, okay? We have to do something different. We don't have any other choice because as we told our people here in Chicago 20 years ago, you wait 20 years from now, you're going to be bitching and moaning about 10, 11-year-old little boys and little girls out here slanging and killing people. And now we got examples of little girls acting as hit men right here in Chicago, something that would have been unthinkable 40 years ago. Now they hit men or hit women, whatever you want to call them, and proud of it. But what creates that? The system of electoral politics and bought-off black leadership, that's what creates that. Nothing more, because the social conditions that we exist in are a direct result of an overemphasis on electoral politics singularly, nothing else. No collective uh, uh, socialization between us, breaking down these fake borders from south side, west side, and all this kind of crap. It's all electoral politics all the time. And it's insane. That's why, Sister Bev, I'm so glad for 2017 because African people are going to move out of this. I'm talking black males and black females are going to move out of this paradigm and into another one. Because, you see, we told, I think, some people here, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on your program, that we know Trump would, would basically exercise a limited form of martial law here in Chicago. <clears throat> okay? And, you again, we've got Jesse and the minister here, and Obama is from here. Now, I just want African people who don't have that kind of black leadership with that kind of name recognition all in one spot all within a couple of miles of each other. They're in the same neighborhood for all practical purposes. They need a capital, murder capital. <laughs> wow. Of the country. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see, I, I keep saying that because sometimes I, I think that our people may just, just hear that and don't really just think about that for a second. How is that possible? Somebody is not reaching somebody. So when that thing comes, yeah. But now the Democrats in Chicago have been calling for martial law for some time under Obama. So now watch them holler and scream when Trump does it. Watch. This is the kind of insanity that African people exist in today. Chicago is just highlighted more than some other spots. 
But the same thing, that's why you have Ferguson, Missouri. Look at that. Look at that. Same thing. Baltimore, same thing. No different. Detroit, same thing. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you got black political leadership in place. If it's got his head on his feet, its head may as well be in his ass. Because they seem to be walking on their brain or sitting on it. Because the things that we're talking about, this is this is not rocket science. So just watch. Again, they've already started the process of bitching and moaning against an administration that ain't even in power yet. <laughs> it's just, it's, it is absolutely amazing. It truly is. And what was what really made me angry is they know it's all contrived. So this uh, uh, Georgia NAACP sitting in there laughing. They laughing as they get led to jail, as if they they've extended the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Say what you will about the civil rights movement. One thing we can say about them sisters and brothers, they were serious. Mm-hmm. All about being seen on TV. Yeah. There's nothing authentic about them at all. That's why they're sitting there laughing with every hair in place. Uh, the brothers, you know, sculpted sculpted beards and this kind of thing. Sitting there with suits and all this stuff. Fake. Exactly. And then they want you to get behind them and participate in something. I, I wish I would. There's no difference and them homosexuals out there calling themselves Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the leadership. I ain't talking about the members because they too, many of the members, are victims of the misdirection. Just like many of the members uh, of the NAACP or Urban League or any of the rest of them. Because I've known people in all of those organizations over the years. And I've found them to be good people. They just want to be associated with high-profile name recognition Negroes. That's what it is like going to the big church as opposed to the storefront. If you've got the same product, what's the difference? Well, high-profile recognition, that's all it is. So now here we come with other organizations. And they're all doing the same thing because they're all being financed by the same people that dictate their movement. Now, uh, I'm, I'm so glad to get that off my chest, Bev, because <laughs> we needed to hear that. I really haven't discussed well, that to any degree. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying we needed to hear that. Some people didn't really recognize what was going on, so they needed to hear that. And, you know, Ben, it's just really shameful, family. It really is. When when you just sit back and and just take a look at it, it's really shameful. These people didn't do a damn thing. Oh, here's the other part of that whole 
Negro political complex. Now they're saying the Congressional Black Caucus just came out with a statement today. Yeah, they still, I'm sorry. The Congressional Black Caucasians just came out with a statement uh, the other day. And guess what? They said they're going to be more aggressive against the Trump administration. (laughs) And I looked at them Negroes, and I said, you know what? I vividly recall Barack Obama would not set up a meeting with them Negroes. And and even Cornell West, even Cornell West raised hell. Okay? So when you get people like Cornell West and that other Negro that he runs around with, that, you know, uh, Tabby Smiley, when you get people like them uh, openly saying that Barack Obama has been derelict in his duty when it comes to dealing with the associated problems of African people and then they're ostracized by the community for telling the truth? If they lied, it would be one thing, but they didn't lie. So I don't care what their uh, political persuasion is. If they're telling the truth, and I don't care what their color is, they could be puzzled as far as I'm concerned. If they tell the truth, they tell the truth. And that's what 2017 is going to be about. Truth telling, no question truth about it, pre- prevailing. Yes. Absolutely. I agree 1,000%. And that's why the thing that we're going to get into now, uh, relative to that article you sent me, is basically an illustration of that. Because Everywhere Obama them is going with this Russian hack thing, mm-hmm. it's like they they pulling the pins on hand grenades and self destructing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's almost yeah. like what they call them. It's like they they are suicide bombers. Yes, exactly. Blowing themselves up at every turn. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just really really interesting to look at. I don't know if you're aware of uh, the latest uh, orientation of the so-called Russian hack, but now it's getting down to who's responsible, who's in charge of mitigating the hacks, who's been in charge of making sure that the hacks don't occur, and if they do, being able to pinpoint who's responsible. Mm-hmm. And when you when you get into that, lo and behold, now you want to talk about some Russian hacks. <laughs> That's the irony of the whole thing. Go ahead, Bill. No, I'm just, I, it, you just have to laugh at it. Like you say, it's just unbelievable. It is. Because they're really Russian hackers. The only problem is they were hired by Barack Obama (laughs) to singularly. (laughs) (laughs) And you got Uh, certain areas. It is. And then you got certain areas, like the FBI, that don't want to even get involved because they know what's going on. So they're going to act like. 
you know, well, we didn't see the Democratic Party servers because they wouldn't give them to us. Now, you running the FBI, a policing agency with powers to, in fact, confiscate anything having to do with criminal behavior, and you didn't see the servers? While all this criminal activity is going on around the Democratic Party with people, the top head of the Democratic National Committee having to resign, the top four people having to resign, emails being leaked uh, by WikiLeaks would clearly point to criminal behavior. But the FBI don't ask for the service, even though they're available according to those uh, in the Democratic National Committee. And see, this is where you want to use some of them four-letter words, like, get the four-letter word you. out of here. <laughs> yes, to make you want to cuss. Well, yeah, and I almost started to give a lecture call, get the four-letter word out of here. <laughs> and it's really comical. It's almost like a Robin Harris Type, you know, Robin Harris said, got to go, got to go. Yeah, yeah. Cha-ching, got to go. <laughs> but it's just really, really interesting. Glenn Greenwald at the Washington, I'm sorry, at the, uh, uh, oh, what's the name of his magazine? Uh, the Intercept. Glenn Greenwald pointed out that the Washington Post, and again, once you see this version of the Washington Post as opposed to the old school Washington Post, man, no one could, should possibly take the Washington Post seriously. And I'll tell you why, based on what Glenn Greenwald said here, and this is in Sputnik News. Sputnik News. Here's what he said, family. And then we'll get down to that last the article that Bev and I was originally talking about that she sent to me. Uh, I already had it, but I ended up sending it to other people as well. I just hadn't read it. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I said, Whoa. <laughs> here's what he I just put here's it, what he said. I just Go ahead. I just put it in the chat room for the people in the chat Excellent. room. Just put it in there. That okay, should be required. Ahead. That should be required reading. reading for everybody. Yeah. Okay. And then you'll really see how dirty, you know, and how these people that are the politicians who lie the best. Mm-hmm. And then you call these politicians people of integrity when the whole mm-hmm. foundation of the thing that they're working with is about who can lie the best and who lie the most. That's real, and we all know it. But we act like it's not a fact. Here's what he says in his article. It's Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald pointed out in The Intercept that the Washington Post has had two major stories about Russian threat that, that went viral, and both were rapidly debunked. The first cited a shadowy group as experts on Russian propaganda that labeled 200 websites as Kremlin websites. The Washington Post did not update the story to acknowledge 
the false report for two weeks after they ran this phony, two phony stories. The next day, not even the next day, immediately, they were called out for being lies, but they wouldn't change the story. They wouldn't update the story for two weeks. The second story falsely claiming anonymous resources reported that Russian hackers had penetrated the U.S. power grid through a Vermont utility. The power company that they were accusing, uh, that they said were the victim of the hack, they debunked that story, okay? This is how raggedy stuff is, and you're supposed to look for, for to the media for truth and clarity when you got exactly the opposite. They say the story remains on their website to this day with, with the false headline, although there's an editor's note that asserts that, quote, an earlier version of this story incorrectly said that the Russian hackers had penetrated the U.S. electric grid, unquote. The claim ended up being entirely false as the computer that was hacked was not even attached to the power grid. Now, this is one of the most prestigious, allegedly, newspapers in the country. But they've been caught lying twice and won't even put retractions in the stories for weeks at a time because they want the stories to go viral. Remember, family, this is all about lying being part of the government construct without repercussions. So what is perjury in government? The answer is no such thing. (laughs) Since they overturned the Smith-Mump Act. Okay? There's no such thing as lying. Performance of government. They can tell you anything. And this is broad, family. This doesn't pertain to just media. That's why you've had all the fake shootings. Okay? Now, I told you, you're going to know how crazy this stuff is when Obama leaves and all of a sudden, like during the uh, 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 the last two or three months of the campaign, no shootings. And now, right on the heels of Donald Trump getting the getting a briefing and dropping bombs on him, okay? Because he know all this stuff we talking about. Then you get a shooting with Juan Valdez in Florida on an airplane. Or at the airport, and we told everybody watch the airport <laughs> with the airplane. Mm-hmm. And you can take this case and sit it right on top of the whole Ariel Alexis case with the brother who said and went to the police and told them that he was being manipulated yeah. with mind control. Yeah. Said yeah. the government was following sending people that was following him. Yeah. And this guy, Robert Valdez, did the same thing. Yeah. No, and I said, and nobody believed him. And he was saying that the government kept, 
made him look at ISIS movie over and over again. That's programming. Absolutely. No question about it. But again, uh, these stories can't be talked about within the context of government conspiracy, even as obvious as it is, okay? Because the Negroes in the media have to follow the script that's given to them by the system of white supremacy that exists within that media construct. Okay? So, and, and you can't say that if the government is doing this, then where does Barack Obama fit in all this? The government. Exactly. Okay, so uh, that's the context of this. That's why they're not going to talk about it. Because they already know that if you talk about this stuff, that means you subsequently going to have to point some fingers at Barack Obama and his administration because the shootings are just off the chart since he's been the president. I mean, off the chart. But don't you dare mention that. Don't you dare mention that. Because we exist in the world of the lies and the liars. Yes. He lied coming into office. And and lying going out. Going, yes. And by the way, family, here's another one for you. Don't be a bit surprised if you hear Michelle Obama talking about running for mayor of Chicago. Mm. Uh, Don't be surprised if you hear Chelsea Clinton running for office, because this is what they do. They feel that their progeny uh, automatically has uh, a political job waiting when their mamas and daddies leave office. The only time that I'm glad that that happened was the FBI informant, Jesse Jackson, and his son getting engaged in politics and getting his ass locked up. Oh, I was so glad. I was absolutely glad. Forget the African part of me. That's one of the most arrogant, stinky families in the history of black people in this country. What a bunch of arrogant-ass people. And his son was no different. That's why they named him Jesse Jr., He's more arrogant than his father. Now, if you was a Caucasian, they would say you was a racist. And know what I would say? (laughs) Amen. Not amen. Amen. (laughs) If you want to name me as a racist for telling the truth based on things that I can tell you, no problem. Because, see, Racism is going to always be here. It ain't going nowhere. What black people need to do is to put in place shields that allow for the system of racism and white supremacy that Dr. Francis Cress Welsing talked about so eloquently for so long. You have to put in place shields, counter systems, to deal with this system. Because to think that you're going to go out there and holler and scream against it and change it, Ain't going to happen. I'm a 150% advocate of every African person in this country 
applying for dual citizenship in other African countries. I said every one of us, get you some dual citizenship. There's nothing wrong with having an alternative to anything. There's nothing wrong with having a plan B in case plan A don't work. You ain't never got to leave here. But if you may have to, at least you've got an avenue. And that is why, Sister Bear, one of the things we want to do this year is to bring on, uh, if we can get them, Mm -hmm. uh, members of the various African consulates here in this country. Okay. Talk about the process of acquiring dual citizenship. Because the white people ain't got no problem calling Italy a sister country or whatever. That's what they call mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right? So we need to be about the business in 2017 of reestablishing relationships outside of individuals. I'm talking about uh, collective relationships with the various African countries. And that doesn't require uh, a whole lot. If they've got websites, you can have pen pals. African children here can have pen pals with Africans uh, in Africa, all over the entire continent. That establishes a relationship right there. But we don't do these things because we're good Democrats. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. And now what we are doing, we are reasserting, uh, we are breaking the bonds of our relationship with Africans uh, uh, in Africa. We are breaking the bonds ourselves because we obfuscate our responsibility. We call ourselves African-Americans, but where's the African part of that? Where is it? You see, some things, and nobody has explained the system of white supremacy more thoroughly than yours truly. But I'm going to say it again. That does not uh, mean that we have not uh, obfuscated our responsibility to certain things that are solely on us. That's our responsibility. In 2017, no excuses. I ain't looking for none. I ain't looking for no excuses for anything. So that's just where I am after looking at the responses to this clown. And make no mistake, family, I was telling uh, one of my partners this past weekend, look, the only thing that Donald Trump is missing is a big red nose and some big floppy shoes. And damn if you wouldn't think that if there was a a remake of Bozo, he got the spot hands down. (laughs) (laughs) That's because he already got the ass. 
You are not I'm taking serious. no prisoners. You is not taking no prisoners tonight, are you? None. Not a one. Uh, as before my mantle was stolen, I'm being unapologetically African. Okay? And so, if I don't say these things, and I'm not the only one, I'm sure I'm not the only one to see this stuff. And particularly when we've already talked about it, and we can see our children being sacked whole generations. The last almost three generations, we're talking almost 60 years, being sacrificed on electoral politics singularly with none of these organizations coming together collectively to do anything economically but big. If I'm lying, I'm flying. It's ridiculous. So anyway, let me let me go back uh, to to further uh, illustrate, you know, the political gamesmanship that's being played, particularly with our people, and how these Negroes are trying to fake us out with some fake concern over Donald Trump being uh, elected by white people and some African people, uh, and I think the numbers are much larger than what they told us. Personally, it's just my own opinion, but that don't mean nothing. The fact of the matter is, he got a whole lot of white people to vote for him, in spite of the big red nose and the floppy shoes. Now, that that article wasn't unique in terms of this perspective. The Daily Mail family ran this article entitled, New questions arise about FBI probe into Russian election year hacking as it revealed as it's revealed that they never asked to examine the Democratic Party server. I said, Wow, are you kidding me? It's like making a determination at the scene of a crime about the determination as to how uh, a person or persons were killed without examining the body. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. They got specific people to do that called the coroners. But in this case, there is no coroner. There's no political coroner. The FBI just don't want to deal with it because then they got to respond to it. Okay? That's why they gave everybody connected with this thing immunity. I'm talking about everybody. So that nobody would go to jail. And then they let Hillary go. And they gave you that showcase where she's sitting up there, you know, testifying. And the, the Senate makes it look like they really just laying an owner. And the deals have already the deals have already been made. Which is why everybody got pardoned. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody was given immunity. Yeah. So the Daily Mail says this. The FBI never asked the Democratic National Committee if it could examine a computer server that was the subject of cyber attacks last year. Instead, law enforcement or federal law enforcement relied on data 
that crowd strike, crowd strike, family, crowd strike, which was a private computer security company gathered from the device. The FBI later endorsed the conclusion that Russian intelligence services were behind the hacking, and their goal was to help Donald Trump. The FBI never asked the Democratic National Committee to see the computer server that the government now claims was hacked by the Russians. John McCain blasted Russia's attack during a hearing with top intelligence officials. Now, let me stop there for one minute. Who appointed John McCain as anything other than a senator uh, that's the head, I think, of the uh, Intelligence Committee? Because this guy under Obama is acting like he's the Secretary of State running all over the planet telling people he know al-Baghdadi and the ISIS people on film, on tape, in pictures, and that these are good guys, right? And and his homosexual sidekick, Kimo Sabi. Kimo Sabi. Y'all know him as Lindsey Graham. That's Lindsey with the feminine essence. You know, like Lindsey Lohan, Lindsey. Anyway, let me go on. So they went to this guy named Eric Walker, who's the communications director for the Democratic National Committee. And he said that, uh, they say here that Trump's press, press secretary, Sean Spicer, told reporters that the DNC is on the record saying the FBI never contacted them to validate claims by CrowdStrike and never refused uh and never re- requested the hack server. Uh, so they, Eric Walker said that there was no restrictions on what the FBI could request from its private security company's findings. No, they didn't want to look at it, because then they would have to basically deal with it. As long as they didn't look at it, they didn't have to deal with it. They just accepted what Obama's IT people said what was going on. Wait till we tell you who Obama's IT people really were. (laughs) They go on here to say, an unnamed intelligence official said the FBI routinely uh, relies on CrowdStrike and other companies to analyze computer hardware. There's no reason to believe that anything that they have concluded is not accurate. They go on to say, the Senate staffer said, my boss believes there's a a lot of holes in Obama's administration's theories right now. They say the DNC hacks look like things Russians have done before. But you can get the same tools from the Ukraine. Then they say this, really interesting, family. Notice the timeline. Trump is due to receive a detailed briefing about the hacking on Friday. That's when they went and got Juan Valdez to allegedly shoot up the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they wanted to switch the story. Yeah. They didn't want you looking at this story. That's right. I mean, and they've done this. If you've been 
you've been listening to Bev and I, you know we've pointed out time and time again that these people are really adept at switching the story, changing the focus, and people yeah. buy it. People buy it. Like it's on sale, family. So then that happens, and this article comes out, right? And, and mm-hmm. check, check out the headline. So they do the shooting. They find out that the FBI don't want to look at the Democratic uh, National Committee service. Trump questions, what's going on? After it comes forth that Democrats rejected FBI access to hack service. And this is from the website FusionLacedIllusions.com. FusionFacedIllusions.com. Here's what they say. The president-elect asked why the Democratic National Committee didn't cooperate with the FBI's investigation of hacks into its service. They go on to say, if the FBI itself never analyzed DNC service, how and why are they so sure about the hacking? What's going on, Trump concluded. The FBI published a statement validating Trump's claim. Quote, the FBI repeatedly stressed to DNC officials the necessity of obtaining direct access to service and data, only to be rebuffed until well after the initial compromise had been mitigated. Unquote. Quote, this left the FBI no choice but to rely upon a third party for information. These actions caused significant delays and inhibited the FBI from addressing the intrusion earlier, unquote. So the FBI hiding. They hiding mm-hmm. like hell because the FBI is part of an entire criminal, allegedly justice complex that ain't Meted out no justice And I don't know when Okay I don't know when They're going to what say about the CIA? No US I said it again I say what about the CIA Yeah I said they're part of A alleged oh, justice okay. Complex that ain't got nothing to do with okay. justice Okay Oh you know we ain't, you know we ain't Leaving them out <laughs> Okay cause that's who the people that fix the service there, that's where they come from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you read the article, they work for the CIA. Yeah. So they're all a bunch of criminals running around out here talking about justice. And then you got another <laughs> FBI informant who runs around and, and has people marching in circles talking about no justice, no peace from institutions that's not predicated on justice. It's like, it's like uh, 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 going to the plumber, uh, asking him, can he, uh, 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 let, me, let me see if I can do this nicely. It's like going to the plumber, asking them, do they sell Twinkies? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want some pastries, you need to go to the bakery. Don't look for no pastries with the plumber. But this is what the so-called Justice Department has been engaged in. Otherwise, the Clintons would have been in jail a long time ago. The Bush family would be 
dead. They would have been executed yeah. along with the Clintons. Yeah. If justice had anything to do with this. It ain't about no justice. Are you serious? No justice, no peace. What the mm-hmm. hell is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. So you take me around uh, uh, a mile square and have me marching for something that ain't even attainable. If you want some justice as an individual, you have to figure out how you're going to retaliate in terms of justice. If you want it as a collective, you have to organize and figure out how you're going to retaliate. Otherwise, don't look for no Twinkie at the plumber's office. They go on there and say, no U.S. intelligence agency has done an independent forensic analysis on the servers. The FBI has counted on an analysis from CrowdStrike. Now, that's three articles, all of them talking about CrowdStrike. But I damn well guarantee you, you ain't going to turn on CNN, ABC, CBS, and the rest of them and hear CrowdStrike. They go on here to say, CNN and NBC News reported on the classified document sparking outrage from Trump. Quote, how did NBC get an exclusive look into the top secret report that Obama was presented? Who gave them this report and why? Politics. Politics, Trump stated in a tweet. See, so... People can get mad at Donald Trump. I give less. I can care less about Donald Trump. But that's a hell of a question to ask. How did CIA? How did they get the briefing before Trump did it? Because the answer is they're trying to set him and his people up to mark them as Russian accomplices. Okay, in the hacking of the Democratic Party apparatus therefore neutralizing their ability to take office. That's what they've been trying to do. But Trump and his they've people been trying are so hard. smart. Yeah. yeah. But they peep them. And on all the talking head shows who were tasked with engaging Trump's staff and attempting to set them up, okay, none of his staff people fell for it. Why? Because they got their own intelligence people who working with them inside the NSA, the FBI, right. and the other intelligence agencies, and they telling them. Yep. <laughs> and he telling it. He say he got his own intelligence. Come on now. Absolutely. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, he not it. The only people that if you ain't keeping up with this, that don't know what the hell is going on, are the population, the larger population, black and white. Walking dead. That is correct. Still got them staked out on Democrat-Republican as if there's some difference. Mm -hmm. Nothing could be further from the truth. And that's why you see uh, Sweet Lindsay and John McCain running all over the planet talking about war, war, war. And I would love to see... uh, 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 this, this homosexual Lindsay of fighting in somebody's war. I would love to see him fighting. Okay? 
because probably the only thing he could do when you tell people like him to go and fight, first thing he goes is go to Walgreens and get him some stick on nails and file them down. <laughs> so he can scratch. <laughs> so he Absolutely. can scratch, huh? <laughs> That's all he know about fighting. So he can scratch your piece up, bastard. <laughs> I can see him now in red pumps and fingernails to match, straight out of the stick-on system. Let's go on to the real deal, uh, mm-hmm. Fed, that basically ties a nice little bow in all of this. And it's from one of those obscure websites that they've already turned to be fake news. Now, all of them pretty much mainstream websites that I uh, dealt with earlier, mm-hmm. uh, all of them mentioned CrowdStrike, but none of them really went into it. Until right. you go to State of the Nation. Yeah, that's right. State of the Nation 2012.com. The title of the article is DNC Russian Hackers Found. Okay? You won't believe who they work for. That's in the article. That ain't me. Follow me along with this family, and then we're going to wrap up the, uh, the piece on the uh, four tarot cards. The okay. last four, which I think is absolutely amazing. Here's what they say in the article. Russians did not hack the DNC system. A Russian named Dmitry Alperovic. Alperovic. Alperovic is the hacker, and he worked for President Obama. In the last five years, Obama turned exclusively to one Russian to solve every major cyber attack in America. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> Sorry, family. That just, I don't know where that came from. They say in the last five years, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. <laughs> anyway, let me go on here, family. In the last five years, Obama turned exclusively to one Russian to solve every major cyber attack in America. Only one superhero cyber warrior seems to have the codes to figure out if a system was hacked and by whom. Dimitri's company, CrowdStrike, has been called in by Obama to solve mysterious attacks on government agencies and American corporations. CrowdStrike has played a critical role in the development of America's cyber defense policy. Al Perovich and George Kurtz, a former head of the FBI Cyber Warfare Unit, founded CrowdStrike. Mm-hmm. You see, no justice, no peace, family? Mm-hmm. Sean Henry, former executive director at the FBI, is now CrowdStrike's president of services. The company is crawling with former U.S. intelligence agents. The company is crawling with former U.S. intelligence agents. So when you hear people saying that the hacking was an inside job, that the release of the information was an inside job and that no hacking took place, now you see how that's possible. Yeah. They go on to say 
before Alperovich founded CrowdStrike in 2011, he was working at McAfee, owned by Intel. McAfee, interestingly enough, just this past Friday, the day they unleashed Juan Valdez, McAfee is all over the media saying that Russia had nothing to do with hacking them computers. He ought to know. Because hmm. <laughs> the guy that's running hmm. CrowdStrike used to work for him. He was the chief threat officer. They go in here to say he discovered the Chinese had compromised at least 71 companies, including 13 defense contractors, three electronics firms, and the International Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was the only person to notice the biggest cyber attack in history. Mm-hmm. After CrowdStrike was hired as an independent vendor by the DNC to investigate a possible cyber attack, Alperovich sent the DNC a proprietary software package called Falcon. Falcon that monitors the network of its clients. Falcon lit up within 10 seconds of being installed at the DNC, meaning everybody and their mama was waiting their turn to get online and get and download the information to hack the system. <laughs> they say here, this alleged Russian hack hacking, wait, oh, let me go on. Uh, Falcon, uh, wait, uh, blah, 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 oh. Falcon lit up within 10 seconds of being installed at the DNC. So Alperovich had proof in 10 seconds that Russia was in the network. This alleged Russian hacking has yet to be shared with anyone. Trump has pointed out that the FBI has yet to even examine the DNC system to begin an investigation. Instead, the FBI and 16 intelligence agencies agreed with Obama's expert, Dmitry Alperovitch's 10-second assessment that produced no evidence to support the claim. Remember, only Alperovitch and CrowdStrike claimed to have evidence that it was Russian hackers. Only two hackers were found to have been in the system. Both identified as Russian FSB or CIA and Russian GRU, DOD. Only Alperovitch claims that he knows that it was Putin behind these two hackers. Alperovitch failed to mention that Guccifer 2.0 had already hacked the DNC before Alperovitch did his 10-second assessment. Remember, the FBI got him, up, put, got him, put him in jail so he couldn't talk no more. But remember, he sent a letter to Fox saying conclusively that Hillary Clinton was the head of a witch's coven that we discussed a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Guccifer. They go in there to say... <clears throat> Uh, Alperovitch's assessment goes directly against 
Julian Assange's statement that the DNC leak did not come from the Russians. The fake assessment flies in the face of the fact that a DNC insider admitted that he had released DNC documents. Julian Assange implied that Seth Rich was the source of emails that he posted days before the party convention. Seth was on his way to testify about the DNC leak to the FBI when he was shot dead. Two to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, only Alperovich's word, only Alperovich's word reports that Russia, FSB, was, quote, looking for files on Donald Trump, unquote. This false claim spuriously ties Trump to the alleged attack. Only Alperovich believes that this hack, that this hack that was, quote, looking for Trump files, unquote, was an attempt to influence the election. They go on to say the 17 U.S. intelligence agencies confirm Alperovich is correct, even though there's no evidence. They then say, after Guccifer 2.0 and WikiLeaks made CrowdStrike's report look foolish, Alperovich single-handedly concluded that the Russians were conducting a, quote, influence operation, unquote, to help Trump. On July 22nd, WikiLeaks dumped a massive cache of emails stolen from the DNC, not hacked. Emails suggesting that DNC leadership favored Hillary Clinton against Bernie Sanders, which led to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the DNC chair, and three other top officials to resign. Days later, it was discovered that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee had been hacked. Crowd strike was called in again and believed that the Russians were responsible. Hmm. Two weeks later, files from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee began to appear on Guccifer's website about Democratic congressional candidates running close races in Florida, won by Trump, Ohio, won by Trump. These are my words, won by Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. Illinois, uh, won by Hillary. And Pennsylvania, won by Trump. So if you go back, you'll see all the major media outlets running fake polls, family, that basically had Hillary Clinton up 10 points in sp- no matter what happened. She was always 10 points ahead until the night before the election, okay? Well, even then, they were still celebrating along with her, which the uh, photographs proved that she was celebrating. Newsweek had the magazines already ready to roll with Madam President. But only Guccifer 2.0 was pointing out that all of these races in the state that Trump would eventually win showed the Democrats in deep doo-doo. And he was absolutely correct. They go on here to say Nancy Pelosi, 
uh, and uh, offered members of Congress the uh, suggestion that they should install Falcon, that, that same system that failed to stop cyber attacks at the DNC. Once Falcon, here's a keynote, once Falcon was installed on the computers of members of the U.S. Congress, CrowdStrike had full access to U.S. government accounts. Yeah. That's going to come up wide in a minute here, family. Dmitry was born in 1980 in Moscow. His father, Michael, was a nuclear physicist mm. that was involved at the highest levels of the Russian nuclear science and taught him to write code as a child. In 1994, Michael, this is the daddy, was granted a visa to Canada, and the family subsequently moved to Chattanooga, where Michael took a job with the Tennessee Valley Authority. Dimitri was still in high school, but him and his father started an encryption technology business. Dimitri studied computer science at Georgia Tech. He realized that cyber defense was more about psychology than technology. <laughs> Interesting, ain't it? Dimitri yeah, posed as a Russian gangster on Sam. Dimitri, the son, posed as a Russian gangster. I'm going to give him a name. Al Kaponsky. Okay. Uh, on spam discussion forums, which brought the attention of the FBI. In 2005, Dimitri uh, met an FBI agent named Keith Malarski, uh, who asked uh, Dimitri to work with him as he led an undercover operation against a vast Russian credit card theft syndicate. Malarsky's sting operation took two years and ultimately brought 56 arrests. Then Dimitri would subsequently become a pawn of the FBI and the CIA. In 2010, at McAfee, the head of cybersecurity at Google told Dimitri that Gmail account belonging to human rights activists in China had been breached. In 2014, Sony called in CrowdStrike to investigate a breach of its network. Alperovitz identified North Korea as the adversary. Okay? So you can see here, family, these people uh, came straight out of Russia, out of the nuclear science field in Russia, immediately began to work for major government in both Canada and the United States. And I've always said that McAfee, because I've heard him speak on many occasions, comes mm -hmm. straight out the intelligence community. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see him, family, you still looking at a screw. Okay? Because in many cases, it's the fix in terms of of uh, these so-called malware uh, that basically will protect your computer. It's the so-called fix that's really the problem. You download some of the stuff on your machine, 
And before you know it, you got all kind of stuff running around on your computer. Yeah. Okay. So just, again, just be aware of that, family. Anyway, they're going here to say, after a close look, it's clear that Michael Alperovich became a CIA operative, just the daddy of Dmitry. And that when he went when he went back to Russia, he stole the best Russian encryption code used to protect top secret work of nuclear physics in Russia. Upon surrendering the code to the CIA, the CIA made it possible for him to become an American citizen overnight and gain a top secret security clearance to work at the Oak Ridge plant, nuclear facility in America. They're going to say all of these jobs after the first one at Oak Ridge <coughs> were in cryptology, not nuclear physics. Michael became the top expert in America overnight and stayed the top expert to this day. The cryptologist who assigned the encryption codes controlled the system from that point on. Cryptologists are well known for leaving a back door mm-hmm. in the base code so can, they can always have overriding control. Michael has the code for all Department of Defense sites, Treasury, State Department, cell phones, satellites, and public media. There's hardly any agency that he has not written code for. Obama ordered the military to conduct cyber attacks against Russia in December. But all the attempts failed miserably. Hardly any news of these failed cyber attacks were reported by the mainstream media. And the Internet scrub reports that said Russia's cyber defenses were impenetrable due to the kind of codes that they're using. Michael was in possession of those codes in Russia. These codes got him spirited into America and turned into the best cryptologist in the world. To understand this, understand that the CIA is not solely working for America. Check what they say here, family. There are three branches to the CIA. Two of them are hostile to American national interests and support globalism. Michael and Dimitri, the father and son, work for the CIA who support globalism. They and the globalists are not friends of America or Russia. Hmm. Tell me Obama Hmm. ain't brilliant. Hmm. He's absolutely brilliant because he fooled (laughs) most of the Negroes that I know. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna curse this time, family. He's slicking in grease towel shit. Mm-hmm. They used to call now, Clinton. They used to call slick Clinton women. slick. Yes. No, Obama's super slick. Uh, uh-uh, Yes. Oh, listen. I mean, he got he had black people in the palm of his hand. He had close mm-hmm. friends of mine hating me and all kind of stuff, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm telling them, and they don't want to hear, because I ain't got 
my name up in light, but they know I don't make up stuff on nobody, okay? But, oh, you just hate me. You ought to see them today. When they see me now, they ducking and diving because they know I'm going to bring it up, okay? Just to remind them that you should never, ever, ever take the word of somebody that wants to run the American umpire over Africans who are dedicated in the support of African people. I don't care who they are. Ever do that, okay? Because these people knew my history, okay? And they can agree, they could disagree, but see, they were rubbing their hands like a fly waiting to carry a crumb. They sitting there rubbing their hands together because they're looking at dollar signs. These are some of the activists I know. Mm-hmm. They thinking with Obama in office, the money just gonna trickle all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were looking Chicago for. Chicago wasn't the only place. I know. <laughs> I know because I know the game. Yeah. And when they found out that the only thing that was gonna trickle down on them was that owl shit from the uh, from the tree branch. <laughs> Yeah. Then they begin to understand that this guy is just as slick as they come. Yeah. But he's the he's next to Clinton, he's the best liar I ever seen. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And for Clinton, that's exceptional. Because it's hard yeah. for a white boy to come among black people and lie like that and get yeah. away with it. Yes, because we usually can spot that right away. Absolutely. But Obama went down south and started using southern accents and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he came. He, he went to Jack- Chicago. He went to Chicago and got the swagger. He got the walk. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> you know, oh, uh, he, he knew what to do to see the intelligence yeah. community again. They study us like nobody's business. So if you think that they sent him to Chicago uh, as an accident, no. They sent him here purposely, okay, mm-hmm. uh, to basically surveil the situation. And in a certain number of years, we'll maneuver you based on our Jewish contacts. We will maneuver you into a position where you can become the first or uh, a Negro senator, and they did it. They did it, and that's because we don't. We are not readily able to accept the intelligence coming from people such as myself or others, because we still believe in this system of white supremacy. We don't think mm-hmm. that, uh, no pun intended, we don't think that fat meat is greasy hmm. until we slip on it. Then we say, damn, I didn't know that meat had that much yeah. grease in it. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we, we are hard-headed group of people, but we learning. We are learning. So let me go on here. Cause I'm we learning fast. Part of it. Oh, yeah, okay. we better. We are better because we don't have very – see, they, it, it doesn't matter. With Trump in there, again, I'm going to say the skin family, you're talking about the very epitome of corporate dominance in Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
on with Clinton them, you basically have politicians who were looking out for the interests of the corporations. In Trump, mm-hmm. you got direct <clears throat> corporate intervention. That's right. So, uh, he ain't no friend as, as far as I'm concerned. I've already told you spiritually what he represents. So I'm not. Going to, but let me go and finish this. They say Michael Alperovitch, this is the father, flies under the false flag of being a cryptologist who works with the public key infrastructure, which is called PKI. That's a system for the creation, storage, and distribution of digital certificates used to verify that a public key belongs to a certain entity. The PKI creates digital certificates which map public key, which matches public keys to entities Securely stores these certificates and revokes them if needed. Public key cryptography is a cryptographic technique that enables entities to securely communicate on an insecure public network like the Internet and reliably verify the identity of an entity via digital signatures. Digital signatures use certificate authorities to digitally to dig, to digital to digitally sign and publish the public key bound to a given user. This is done using the CIA's private key, so the trust in the user key relies on one's trust in the validity of the CIA's key. Now, I know that that's kind of confusing, family, but pull up the article and reread it, and it'll it'll become much more understandable. I'll expect you to get that right off the bat. But they're basically talking about like an IP address that basically identifies who you are when you log in to your system. Uh, and you begin to go places. It the uh, the people that you get your uh, your service from can automatically identify you, and therefore the intelligence community can automatically identify you every yeah. time you log in. Okay, that's right. That's just explaining what they're saying in a nutshell to a degree. Anyway, uh, so now you can see, family, that what they're saying here is that they know who did the hacking, all right, And because it wasn't no hacking. Mm-mm. It was basically information that was taken and given to Julian Assange. And they're saying that these two guys that now work for the CIA, this father and son, Dmitry and Michael Alperovic, hired by old boo-boo, okay, are in fact mm-hmm. Russian double agents. That's what they're saying. <laughs> and that Obama can't give them up. Huh? I said 007. Yeah. But Obama can't give them up because who, who is the ultimate person responsible for these guys? Oh, boo boo. And he didn't give them access 
to every major department in government. They setting up the code, telling you that they automatically backdoor the stuff. And yeah. the tip-off is these two guys, okay, particularly the father, Michael, he's mm-hmm. doing the same thing in Russia. He goes to Russia, gets the latest codes, comes back, and she's in charge of hacking into the Russian system and can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely comical. Yes, it is. Oh. In the meantime, they want to make Donald Trump look like he's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. They want to set him up because I'm telling you, one of the first things he's going to do is to yeah. commission the Justice Department to go in the various government agencies and pull all this stuff out and expose it to the public. That effectively mm-hmm. kills the Democratic Party. And hopefully mm-hmm. a large part, if not all, of the Republican Party. Yeah. Kill them all. They know this. That's why they That's try why they to try. start war. That's right. So that is family. Okay. Uh you, you got the lowdown on just what's going on now, which provides the context for all the other stuff you see going on. It's just as fake and as phony as can be. And again, it highlights why African people who don't have the numbers to talk about black political empowerment you can always exert some level of economic empowerment simply by dictating where you spend your money. That's been proven through the Montgomery bus boycott. Okay? But I ain't, I don't know where black political empowerment exists. I, I just don't know where that exists within the system of white supremacy. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Even in Detroit. Because as mm-hmm. soon as Coleman Young became the mayor, the white folks started pulling out their cash and running to the suburbs. Yeah, they ran. Absolutely. And it's been a struggle and they, ever since. And they shut off the funds, everything. They even watched Absolutely. Washington. Correct. Same thing in D.C. No question about mm-hmm. it. Same thing in Atlanta. Atlanta's going through it now. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. Okay? And it's because we got to be realistic about where we are within this system. And at best, we're an asterisk. At best. Politically. Mm-hmm. Economically, you provide the margin of profitability. Mm-hmm. That's your power right there. Yeah. Now, if you haven't been organized, use it, and we haven't. That's done purposely. That's why I mentioned early on, it's no accident that all these national Negro organizations all push the same thing, picking in the marching and voters' registration. Now, if you see one organization doing that, you say, oh, okay, two are me, all right. All of them, something's wrong. And now they just created a homosexual version of it called Black Lives Matter, and it's doing the same thing. 
taking the margin in voter's registration. And they want to tell you that this is something new. What? Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure that this is new and improved? Or is this the same shit in a different box? <laughs> it's new and improved time. Same formula, different box. You're going to pay more for it. Because the psychology, as, as uh, 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 one of them, uh, the son said, as Dimitri said, that this stuff is more about psychology than hacking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the yeah. deal with it, family. If you you couldn't keep nobody from hacking your system if you tried, not nope. in this country. I don't even worry about it. You know, if I see some somebody suspicious, I just don't open up an email. If mm-hmm. I feel that uh, uh, a website may not be reputable. I just don't go there. Mm-hmm. That's really all the security. I don't care how much you put on your system. Yeah. That's really, if they really want to target you to a degree, you will get a denial of service. No question about it. And that's why Donald Trump said, if you really want security in terms of the computers, stop using them. Yeah. So you know what he's doing? He's using yeah. computers on with Twitter and that kind of thing, but he's sending notes by personal couriers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what does that tell you? Because yeah. he knows. Now, yeah. if you want to secure your election and you really want to make them secure, go back to paper ballots. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Get rid of the computers. Okay, so it ain't, and this is why. See, this is where people have to understand the nature of technology, and the fact that it is not infallible. I'm gonna give you an example in terms of <clears throat> how I view the coming technocracy that's going to replace the people with machines, and all mm-hmm. of these people are saying it because it increases the dollar line, the bottom line for the corporations the less people that they have uh, working for them, uh, the less overhead they have to deal with. So right. you get a computer that don't rest, don't eat, don't take no lunch break, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's providing the services for you. Uh, by the way, Amazon is a leading proponent in this stuff. And my response to Amazon is never to order anything from them again. See, I take my own little personal steps to make sure that when I disagree with some of these people, I don't do business with them, period. I just don't do business with them. I don't care if I got to pay a little bit more somewhere else. I'm not going to be spending too much because I ain't got nothing. But whatever I got, Amazon won't get it. Whatever I got, uh, Facebook won't get it. Whatever I got, PayPal won't get it. That's just me. You have to make your own determination. But I'm telling you, I would rather hire 
uh, several bookkeepers and accountants to maintain the books of African business that we set up under the umbrella corporation, I would rather hire several bookkeepers and accountants to maintain the books than to use the computers, which basically nullify them. Because I don't know if the family has been paying attention, but they've been they've been waved in. The, the computers, the robots have been waved in. That order has already been given to bring them on down. Mm-hmm. That's where they're heading, their family. No matter what Trump does, okay. Now they ain't here yet, but they coming big time. Now. <clears throat> Where did we stop on planet Trump? Uh, <coughs> As I recall, Sister Bev, mm-hmm. we had, let me pull up my cards here. As I recall, do you have your cards up? We we had come to the fourth card. Uh, yeah, I had them on. Let me see what I did. But I didn't have Go ahead, Sister No, I was saying Adam in order. Um, but... Oh, that's all right. I can I can do that. I got him. Okay. There we go. Okay, the fourth card was the hermit. Yes. I think I had just moved into the fifth card, but we talked about, or I may have gotten ahead of myself, um, the fifth card being death. Okay? Death. In that, uh, oh, what does that death card represent? So I was giving the family examples from the various articles, various articles, uh, what the various cards represented. For instance, uh, I felt that the death card basically was the global response or the elite global response uh, was going to be terrorism. Okay, that they would facilitate based on Trump ascending to the presidency. And that when they put that Phoenix uh, as the uh, judgment card and removed it, removed Trump and replaced him with the uh, Phoenix as a judgment card or the eagle, to me that was the Phoenix rising from the ashes. And that meant bad news. And that's why you begin to see the next card, which is the world, being conglomerized by way of, of institutions, uh, all interconnected via the World Wide Web, and that the computers will become much more prominent, and therefore things represented with the computer system. Uh, will become much more heightened 
and that's why you're hearing all of the hacking and all this kind of stuff now. Okay? Uh, uh, it will be a major component because it will be the thing that governs everything. All right? But that uh, along with the turmoil would come this figure uh, that they call the hermit and that he would be leading masses of people away from these things and this this so-called world government, okay? But then that's when the next card, the death card, by way of the global elite would rear its head and create a red dawn scenario. And I said it wouldn't be out the realm of possibility. And I heard this this past week which was really interesting to me, that you would see Obama, knowing that he don't have the military and the police and much of the intelligence agency behind him in this country, attempt to use U.N. troops yeah. along with yeah. China, Chinese troops, mm-hmm. okay? Which really fed right into the Red Dawn scenario in the movie where it was the Russians and the Chinese jointly that invaded America. Only this time, the twist would be, the Russians would be with Trump and the other nationalist allies, okay, in the intelligence community uh, and the military against the Chinese and the U.N. troops. Hmm. Now, chew on that one for a while, family, because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. a, a, a similar scenario being espoused by people this weekend. Okay. okay. But now, uh, after that scenario, which you and I both went through, showing how there would be many nukes, small nuclear weapons, they called them suitcase nukes some years ago, I don't know what they call them now, that would Mm -hmm. be exploded, that would be very detrimental. But they would nuke places like Texas, Mm because they know the opposition is going to be fierce. And other places like maybe Montana, which was, again, one of the primary areas in Red Dawn, because mm-hmm. white nationalism is very strong in those areas, okay? Uh, but that as a response to all of that, understanding that they were going to have to um, emit a certain level of devastation, that they were confident that they would be able to use technology by way of the next card being the magician. Okay, that they would use technology, which is really magic. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's white magic, mm-hmm. and that they would be able to use things like digital printing and virtual reality uh, in reassuring the remaining parts of the world. Okay, that they would be able to rebuild in a in a very expedient manner with no problem at all. Okay, and that that would allow them to reexert their control in a more maximum way, because now they ain't got no more opposition, and they would be uh, spinning out houses, digital houses, and other things only on an assembly line basis, and that's what you see mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah, but that I'm going to. I didn't. I don't think and- I. And I think 
And I think that that three D that's that's there on the box, right? And with the and mm-hmm. because this is the magic uh, magician card, they are in the third dimension. Yes. Yes. I can agree with that. I want to go on <clears throat> to give a a little outline of what okay. uh, the research says that. The magician rep- represents okay. revelation. This is from mm-hmm. tarot-card.net. Let me get a little jingle tea here. Mm. Man, that was tea family, not not Jack <laughs> or Remy <laughs> or Remy. Anyway. Hey, you need some. You need some after listening to this with <laughs> Slick Obama. <laughs> uh, but here's what they say in the tarot-card.net, the magician tarot card. They say okay. it deals with revelation, positive transformation, understanding that which is already known, appreciating that which is already available, clever, focused. Note the symbol of infinity representing the heights of achievement possible. The magician is the facilitator of the tarot deck, enabling the subject to utilize their talents and abilities to better advantage. A salesman who sells you on yourself. A salesman who sells you on yourself. A bit conniving and manipulative. Remember, Although the magician is usually an agent of progress and growth, he is also capable of trickery and deception. His earth elements are air and uh, earth, and his zodiac sign is Mercury. Okay? Now, uh, in the trustedpsychicmediums.com, the magician tarot card and his meaning, they say this. The magician tarot card is associated with intelligence, logic, and skill. It signifies drive, inner strength, uh, uh, that propel you to turn your dreams into reality. It's also number one on the deck, symbolizing beginning. They say, The magician works as a bridge between the spirit world and the human world. And his right hand is a a staff. He raises up to the sky. The other hand points downward to the ground. He's really uh, a psychological version of the Baphomet family. Okay? Uh, Above his head is the eternity symbol. And you can also see around his waist uh, through the snake uh, that's biting its own tail. Laid out before him is a table that holds the four suits representing the four elements, water, fire, air, and earth. They symbolize the responsibility of using the head and the heart in daily affairs and doing things that nourish the body and the soul. The magician is clothed or clothed in a white robe, which stands for purity and innocence. 
The magician's cloak is red, symbolizing worldliness and wisdom. Okay? Those two articles uh, only open up to what the Rothschilds are really saying. So let me go to astrotarology.com. The Rothschild Code, the world in 2017, planet Trump. And let's see what they say. They say here, uh, in addition, that represents initiation. To choose, uncover the life, direction, and build a new reality. They say here, the tarot card of the magician is sometimes titled Labatalua, 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 L-E space, it's the French word, B-A-T-E-L-E-U-R, Labatalua, meaning the street showman. The economist magician is a standing showman ready for action. Behind the table, ready for magical objects. Facing a future audience, his right hand, which is a sign of activity as opposed to his left hand, receptivity, holding vertically a magic wand that basically denotes his supernatural power. His right arm is directed toward the sky and his left arm toward the earth showing his ability to link the material energy of the earth to the spiritual energy of the sky. He's wearing a red cloak. That's the, 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 the psychological symbol of the Baphomet that I was talking about earlier. He's wearing a red cloak, life energy, the new God construct family, life energy, uh, which is what the red cloak really represents, uh, with, a yellow, uh, uh, with a yellow neck border and belt. And he has a limnoscape a over his head, which is infinite energy and stamina. They say the economist uh, magician has a yellow sun behind his head, uh, which is the royal ego with a virtual reality device over his eyes. And his left index, which is dealing with, again, receptivity, is over a 3D printer showing modern technology, touching the power button, which is easy activation, producing unlimited housing units, abundant real estate production. They say the economist magician is a metaphor for Donald Trump, the showman with a royal ego, a virtual reality show, and a real estate production machine. Donald Trump has no political experience like Mickey in the Disney's The Apprentice Sorcerer, Fantasia. In his own reality TV show, Trump was the master of The Apprentice. Today, he is The Apprentice. His master is Rothschild, who put him in the U.S. president's position. Now, I know Goldman Sachs, which is Rothschild, 
is very prominent in the money still. They was there with Obama, and now they're there with Trump. But I know that uh, uh, while Goldman Sachs had uh, quite a bit of power, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Rockefeller, had just as much power under Obama. I already know that. We dealt with that some years ago. Now, I'm going to have to have, I'm just telling the family, I'm going to need more evidence before I uh, say that Donald Trump is Rothschild. That's, this article's determination is not mine. So let me go on to the final analysis on the magician from Vigilant Citizen, VigilantCitizen.com. The Economist, the world in 2017, makes grim predictions using cryptic tarot cards. And we want to look for the magician and see what their analysis is. I told you ours is the use of magic, the new God construct, to quickly reveal what they annihilate in the death card. Okay? In a nutshell. So here's what Vigilant Citizen says. It says the magician has one hand towards the heavens, and another towards the earth, as above, so below. The magician is wearing a a virtual reality helmet while working a 3D printer. They're going to say, as Arthur C. Clarke's third law stipulates, quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, unquote. 3D printing appears to be a magical solution to create low-cost housing. Virtual reality will be a big thing in 2017. The infinity symbol above the magician refers to the limitless possibilities of both technologies. One can create infinite virtual worlds, while the other can expand the the limits of natural material resources. Okay, so that's vigilant citizens. But again, I have some variation with both of those. But uh, if you listen, I agree with part of both of those. But I see something a little bit different. Now let's go to the the next cause, uh, which is the wheel of fortune. That we explained that briefly as well, because we pointed out that uh, the Wheel of Fortune is basically talking about the political wheel that's spinning away from internationalism and more towards nationalism with Angela Merkel representing the, the downturn of the wheel in terms of the internationalists, that would include Obama and the other people uh, who are being thrown out of office all over Europe, with the rise of people like Marie Le Pen, who is on the left side of the Wheel of Fortune and is on the rise, along with this guy whose name will come up. I can never recall this guy's name, uh, but they are the ones to look for in terms of the rising of nationalism while... Uh, Angela Merkel and people like her uh, 
get dunked in the water. They are not going to be uh, on the upswing in the wheel of fortune, and they are going to be hit uh, as well by cosmic forces, okay, where that cloud mm-hmm. is, only o- is only over Merkel. It's not over the other two. So she's definitely got big, tr- big problems, all right, because she basically all of her allies are being taken down. All over Europe. When she's she's literally the last man standing. I don't say the last man. I ain't saying that lightly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, here's what the tarotcard.net says for the Wheel of Fortune. Unexpected good luck. Prosperity may be coming your way. Good news about health issues. Good luck becomes better for the prepared and the proactive. This card also represents providence, fortune, good health, and advancement. Its earth elements are fire and water, and its zodiac sign is Jupiter. And when you look at that card, you see the Sphinx, okay, the real Wheel of Fortune, and the uh, Rider Waite tarot card. You see the Aten. They call it T-A-R-O. You see the eight-spoke wheel, symbolic of CERN. But you also see T-A-R-O, okay, as well as, if I'm not mistaken, Yohi-Vahi. Yeah. Okay, with the wheel being supported by a demonic figure, allegedly, with the snake at its left. And there's just a whole lot of symbolism in that card, okay? Uh, But, of course, the Sphinx is sitting on top, royal as usual, royal as usual, Uh, with with an angle or angel to his left. Anyway, let me go on. Uh, Another article dealing with the Wheel of Fortune from Trusted Psychic Medium says this about the Wheel of Fortune. It says the Wheel of Fortune has the most mystical images among all the cards in the tarot. You see a bright blue sky in the background and four fluffy white clouds nestled in the four corners. A large bronze disc sits in the center with arcane symbols and letters that spell tarot. There's a, that's T-A-R-O-T, according to them, uh, that T uh, has significance at the end, uh, separate and apart from tarot that I won't get into, okay? Uh, but it does. Uh, there is a sphinx sitting on top of the disc. Below him, a creature that looks like a humanoid with a wolf for a head is climbing in a counterclockwise direction. On the opposite side, a snake is making its way down. On the four clouds, you can also see three winged creatures and an angel reading a book. The Wheel of Fortune can mean a vision, an epiphany that strikes you strongly. The Wheel of Fortune reminds you that the wheels will keep turning no matter how desperately you want them to stop, no matter how painful or how happy you are feeling. That moment will pass. The wheel also signifies change. The wheel also symbolizes 
chance encounters, twist of fate, change of direction, repeating cycles. You're caught in the turning wheel, and you don't know when it will stop or where it will end up. The wheel of fortune. I love it. Wheel of fortune. Yeah, I know the family is, is, is thinking about that wheel of fortune, but let me tell you something, family. That wheel is as phony as the system of white supremacy. Yeah. I remember some years ago, they were all talking about the little white girl uh, and how pretty she was, okay? Wheel of Fortune. What little white girl? I forget her name, but all the other white girls wanted to be her because she was the flavor of the day. You talking about on the Wheel of Fortune? Yes. Mm. Vanna White. I always thought her, she, she was the door next, the girl next door, kind of homey looking. Okay, I'm telling you what the white people, oh. that's what they, okay? The girl next door was usually like a doughnut. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, uh, in, in suburbia, okay, uh, the truth be told. So I want to I get through this because I know we're running short on time here. Uh, so I'm yeah. just going to go on to, if I can find, for some reason I have a problem, it must be at the front here. This is from Tarot Terology. Okay. That's the real fortune, right? Wow, did I miss it? I have to. The wheel of fortune. Oh, here it is. And this is from Tarot Terology. Here's what they say. In terms of the wheel of fortune, they say uh, it represents renewal. Go with the flow of life cycles and seek help of others. They say the traditional wheel of fortune card shows three animals turning head first in an anti-clockwise rotation. The card symbolize, symbolizes life, vicissitudes of successes and failures. The Economist's Wheel of Fortune shows three European political leaders rotating head first in a clockwise rotation. There are two ballot boxes in the bottom, where each contain a voting ticket with a letter X, indicating that the X can be rigged in favor of any candidate to be selected by whom whoever is holding the handle to rotate the wheel. It's obvious for Rothschild that the invisible handle decision maker is him. So now, here they are saying uh, that it's the Rothschilds that's manipulating all of this. Okay? Even the European, again, I'm not so sure I'm ready to accept that. I've seen very little, they could be absolutely correct, but I don't see it. They go on here to say, the economist's wheel of fortune is in line with the hermit's EU cross flag, meaning the Rothschild is planning to end the EU. My question would be, why would they spend so many decades creating the EU and then end it so abruptly? That doesn't make sense to me. They say the three persons on the Wheel of Fortune, here they are, family, are Germany, France, 
and Holland. Angela Merkel, Marie Le Pen of France, and Mark Rutte, or R-U-T-T-E, for Holland. The Economist Wheel of Fortune indicates Rothschild plans are to eliminate Angela Merkel. That's why you see the dark cloud with lightning and and rotating uh, her head down as the U.S. Mm -hmm. establishment candidate. Uh, Support Marie Le Pen. You see the sun in the sky and rotating head up, kind of a French Donald Trump in favor of a French exit or Frexit referendum and wait to see how the Dutch campaign unfolds unfolds or infolds uh, and decide between Mark Rutte or Gert Wilders. I'm picking Gert Wilders. He's the Dutch populist. All three are bound to the wheel of fortune, meaning they have no freedom of action and are totally dependent on the decision uh, decision maker power. They're talking Rothschild. Uh, I'm not buying that. Uh, I, I understand where they're coming from, uh, but I ain't buying that one. Uh, anyway, let me go on. Now, uh, the wheel of fortune. For a vigilant citizen says this. This card refers to the upcoming elections in France, Germany, and the Netherlands with Marie Le Pen, Angela Merkel, and Gert Wilders are, are attached to a spinning wheel next to election ballots. The Rider Weight Deck a Wheel of Fortune features an eight-spoke wheel, the cycle of necessity, an esoteric symbol referring to the cyclic nature of life. The eight-spoke wheel, family, that's extremely important moving into the next card and understanding that it has an esoteric meaning dealing with the cycles of nature. Spoke wheel is also the CERN dynamic, and it was, in fact, the symbol for for Anu, Anu, King Anu of the Anunnaki. That was their original symbol, the eight-spoke wheel. Thus, CERN is to open the dimensions allowing for the Anunnaki to come back. Okay? That's important in understanding that last card. Okay? But let me go on here. They say a smiling Marie Le Pen is headed towards the top of the wheel while a pouting Merkel is upside down, heading down. Merkel is next to a dark cloud, while a pen is under a nice clear sky. Is Merkel heading towards a bitter defeat? Will her open-door policy, which allowed over a million refugees in China, uh, in Germany, cause her to lose? Le Pen uh, will profit from the nationalist momentum started by Brexit and the election of Trump. Will France become powerful, ruled by the far right and nationalism? Gert Wilders is also another far right candidate described by the media as populist and racist. Things are looking up for him as well. The symbolism of this card appears to say it's all part of the plan. Political parties, far right or far left, are all part of the same ever-turning wheel. 
the cycle of necessity that puts into power whoever is necessary at that specific time. Mm-hmm. Nationalism might be planned by the elite to accomplish specific goals. Okay, family? So more in line yeah. with this, his analysis uh-huh. of it. Yeah. Because that elite that leads us to the very last card, the star card. Pull that card up, Sister Bell. Yeah, I see it. Okay, now, if you look at that card, do you have the big one? How many cards, how many circles, how many white circles do you see there on the star card? I think it's 10. Now, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of that, you see what looks to be a comet, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got a series of eight-point stars that's surrounding it with primarily women in them. But let's go back to the first first observation. You got the first card, the tower, mm-hmm. and you got the last card, the star. Both very intricate in terms of the number 10. They both are related to the number 10. Because if you look beneath Mm -hmm. all of the stars and that comet, allegedly that comet, you see uh, a real dark planet. Mm -hmm. If you recall, at the beginning of 2016, right at the beginning of this year, or last year, 2016, there was the announcement made that what they termed the ninth planet would be coming into the atmosphere, or uh, I'm sorry, was noticed, was in fact authenticated, okay? And that w- they, they named it the ninth planet because they dis, uh, 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 was it Pluto? I think they said oh, Pluto yeah. is no longer, go ahead. No, I'm just I think saying one of them. Yeah, was no longer a planet, is now star status. And now, really, I'm leaving Pluto where it was. And that, that would mean that that star that they say is Nibiru, which is synonymous mm-hmm. with the Anunnaki, the eight-point mm-hmm. eight star, is in fact due in 2017. Since that's the last card, is due toward the end of 2017. That's what that planet represents. That's what that comet in the middle represents. But that also brings with it an abundance of feminine energy. That's why you see most of the women inside the eight-point star. Okay? Uh, the... The... Uh, uh, the spiritual energy is going to be extremely pronounced. Let me give you two pieces on the star card, okay? Mm-hmm. And this one is from, again, TrustedPsychicMediums.com, the star tarot card and its meaning. Here's what they say. The star tarot is the 17th card uh, in the deck closely associated with the zodiac sign Aquarius. Ain't that what this this age is supposed to be? That, that's right. 
It symbolizes hope. Hope, family. And we focus on that word going all the way back to keep over lives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, renewal, spirituality, healing, abundance, and humility. Stars depicted as a naked woman kneeling by the edge of a pool. She has one foot in the water and the other on the ground, symbolizing practicality and intuition. She holds two water jugs. She's pouring water into the pool and on the grass. And, of course, that water represents the age of Aquarius, the water barrel. They said a water poured on the grass triples in five rivulets, which represents the five senses. Behind the woman shines a big, bright yellow star with seven smaller stars surrounding it, symbolizing the chakras. Mm-hmm. All of the stars are eight-pointed, eight symbolizing strength. In the background, a bird sits on a tree where it roosts, where it roosts on the tree of the mind. The star represents renewed trust and self-esteem. This is what I mean about the feminine and the masculine coming back together, family. The star's presence also signifies a period of reprieve and renewal, a spiritual renewal, a physical renewal, even both. When the star appears in a tarot reading, it means that you're open to change and new ideas. Okay? Now, I'm going to go to these other ones, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and then I don't know how much time we got for questions, but then we'll take some questions. Uh let me go here first to uh, astroterology to see what they have to say about the star. And here's what they say. The image represents 14 big yellow eight-pointed cardinal perfection stars, 10 white small stars, which basically symbolizes the solar system, and one meteor or mobile shooting star in a blue sky above uh, above a red soil with craters, a new planet, okay? Inside each big star is a picture of a young, unidentified youth. The ten white stars imply that the red celestial body is situated outside our solar system. We are in space where youth is shining. The media represents a star in transformation. From Rothschild's vision, the human race, uh, the human race apocalypse will not be final. That's what I was talking about in the earlier death card and the magician. There will be new life in space after. Okay. So now let me quickly go to vigilant citizens. And see what they, how they analyze the star. Okay? And then we're going to wrap it up with an esoteric look at the star. Here's what they say, very short, which is surprising. They say the star, the star card represents joy, optimism, feeling connected with the divine. The faces of 15 young uh, young people appear inside yellow stars. Who are these young people? Why is there a shooting star in the center? 
also, uh, they say in conclusion, several of these cards imply the existence of a hidden hand, an outside force, silently guiding the world where it needs to go. And, of course, uh, they're really trying to say, that's what that's the Rothschild that's behind the scenes, mm-hmm. guiding everything. Now, the Rothschilds control a lot, but the one thing they don't control is the cosmos, and it dictates Thank all you. beyond Rothschilds. Now, Thanks. let's wrap this up esoterically by going to Gnostic Warrior and taking a look at the eight-pointed star of the Anunnaki. The eight-pointed star of the Anunnaki. It's in GnosticWarrior.com. Here's what they say. In ancient mythology, the eight-point star represents the god of heaven called Anu. The star is actually not a star but the largest planet in our solar system, Jupiter. The eight-pointed star is the pentacle of Jupiter. And now, remember, family, last year, uh, closely, close to this time of the year, uh, uh, David Bowie dies, but before he dies, he drops his last album with the title cut being Dark Star. Or the, or the blacks right around that same time, uh, scientists unveiled the fact that the tenth planet, which is really what it is, not, they named it the ninth planet. But we said it was the really the tenth planet. So now if you look at them ten smaller planets or ten smaller balls of light or ten smaller stars, as they call them, and you understand that that's the tenth planet below it, you got ten ten at the beginning of these tarot cards and at the end of the tarot cards. And what that points to is not just the male and the female coming back together, but that this digital age is going to be far more pronounced than any other time since the introduction of the computer systems to the general population globally. It's going to play major roles this year, okay? But uh, the thing that will neutralize its effectiveness on many people is the relationship between the real one and the zero, the spiritual essence of the male and the female. Mm -hmm. Heaven and earth are going to come back together. That's what's going to happen in 2020. 17, heaven and earth are going to come back together. Now, let me go back to the article. They say the oldest record of the word Anu comes to us from the Sumerians and is said to be Hadian word brought forth from the Euphrates to Egypt. They got it backwards. They say the ancient (laughs) Akkadian period. Yes. The ancient Akkadians, Assyrians, Chinese, Phoenicians had known Anu to be the king of the Anunnaki. Jupiter is known as the star of Babylon, spoken of as Marduk and Nibiru, the god of the morning. We can call the blazing morning star. Uh they say the number eight corresponds to the New Testament. 
Eight is the number of the new beginnings found in the resurrection of Christ. In Revelation, Antichrist is the eighth king. That's Trump, family. Among the Jews, eight is the number of circumcision because that ceremony took place on the eighth day. In mathematics, the symbol of the infinity is represented by an eight laid down. The Pythagoreans tell that there are in man eight organs of knowledge, sense, fantasy, art, opinion, prudence, science, wisdom, and mind. And with that family, I ain't ate nothing today. But I'm looking forward to your phone calls and comments as we wrap this up. And next week, I'll give the family the information on on my coming to Detroit in early February. I don't have everything submitted. All I know okay. right now is it's going to be a the 90s, and that's going to be on February the 4th. And the title February of the 4th. lecture is, yes, February the 4th. I don't have a time or anything just yet. I'll have okay. all that next week. But the title okay. of the form is 9, 10, 11. Uh, 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 I must be getting a little tired. Yeah. Wow. You said a lot today. <laughs> 9, 10, 11. It was one of the forms that I was going to do in an upcoming session, but I don't do, I'm not going to do it until I get back. Uh, okay. Nine, ten, eleven, technocracy. Okay. Nine, ten, eleven, technocracy. And I just want to tie in to what you, what you, how you laid it out with the tarot card, and I, and um, people need to go to YouTube and look at the uh, melanin god dust. And that will help them to also see what you were talking about, our powers, the connection, just what you were saying here uh, with the tarot card, especially with the star card. And so it's Melanin God's Dust. It's on YouTube. It's an old video, but uh, it's it's very uh, informative. Interesting. Interesting. So with that family... Uh, if you got any comments or questions, get them in. Okay, and the number is 563-999-3701. Uh, and push the number one, and you can call and uh, ask uh, Robert X your questions or your comments. Um, and Robert X, before I uh, open up the phone line, Give out your uh, email, and people, please continue to send your donations. Yes, and I appreciate it, Sister Bell. Uh, you can contact me at mccrayr9599 at yahoo.com. Okay. All righty. Let's see uh, who is here. Uh, 702-296. <laughs> Truth to Power Consortium Hotel. Oh, okay, family. Um, I don't know what it's. I I, I want to go back with Robert X, but 
I'm Beverly. Thank you very much. I, I, I saw where you were going when he was talking about uh, Messy Jesse and his son. Um, so, I'm Bev. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm feeling that vibration you're sending out because I think what, and, I, and I, you know, you set me straight if I'm wrong, but I think you were trying to get Robert X to uh, elaborate a bit on that uh, reaching out to the African and I want to make sure I say this right, the African community on the empowerment. Did, did I misinterpret yes. that, sir? Or did I get no, that sir. correct? You got, you got it right yeah. on point because yeah. if I can just add before you go on, it says the white people are espousing nationalism and the taking back of their country. It's right. fundamental to, to understand that historically, the Black Liberation Movement all over the planet started after World War II, after African people had fought on the side of the U.S. allies and therefore claimed their independence just like all the other countries were claiming their independence. Therefore, with the independence of Black Power Movement of the 1950s globally that was nationalist in origin, okay, now we have the white power movement that's nationalist in origin, and it cannot deny African people the same right of self-expression that they claim for themselves. Otherwise, they exist in a total world of hypocrisy because exactly. the world government cannot exist if it doesn't exist in Africa first and foremost. Right. Okay. So as 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 Bev and I set up this beachhead, <laughs> what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is this: is that if your belly button doesn't reach this uh, place called Africa, and you just say, "All right, I'm going back, Mom, where were you born? Grandma, where were you born?" So on and so forth, and you just find yourself languishing. Uh, as Dr. Martin Luther King said, a uh, a Negro is a an American Negro is a refugee in his own land. And you said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be black anymore. I'm not going to be African American anymore. I'm not going to be colored anymore. I'm not even going to be Negro anymore. You can't. If, if you, you see where I'm going here? If 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 you tie yourself, Robert X, with your ability to research and you do your genealogy, and, and let's just say you stop in the mid-1700s um, and say, you know what, let me get my people off this colorism stuff because it's playing their game. And, and, and besides, if you met Jesse Jackson in 1988 and he gave you something called African American, would you would have would you have accepted it then? No, sir. Okay. So and don't and, accept and it I, now. And you won't accept it now. So that's 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 kind of where I think where the genius of Aunt Beverly's platform and and you connect and and it is bigger than just you know the three of us right now on the phone with everyone listening in. But when we can. Stop doing things the same way, the same way, the same way, expect the different results. I think we do have to do our own melanin exit, truth to consortium, Brexit, whatever you want to call it. And 
like you said, nonviolence, nonparticipation. But I, I think what we have to definitely do is claim our nationality because when we take ourselves off of their property list, their human capital list, and start making that movement to, you know, hey, look, I'll come up there with you and I'll bev, and we can go down to Collinsville, Illinois, and look at that mound out there by um, where the Mississippi River, Missouri River, and, and, and then we start doing our indigenous American thing here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in Vegas, right? So I go up mm-hmm. to the, I go up to the Grand Canyon, North Rim, and they're trying to tell me that there are Egyptian tombs and artifacts all the way out here in the Grand Canyon. I'm like, really? All over the country. Okay. I, I get that. I get that. But this is my point. But the, now, here's the rub. See, I'm with you on all of that. Okay. But, see, the, the 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 Jews in Germany said mm-hmm. the same thing. And guess what? what? When Hitler came for them, they started running for the hills, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeking alternative places to hide because <laughs> they said, these are their words, we don't have to go anywhere because we are good Germans. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Operation Paperclip. Yeah, go ahead. You still want a Plan B? That's that's what I'm talking about in, in terms of having dual citizenship. I'm not saying anyone has to leave here at all. No, I, I get that. no, I get that. I'm just curious yeah. that. I mean, I, I, I travel internationally, and I, I just find it uh, difficult to go and ask a continent. Pick a country and say, "Hey, uh, you guys, mind hooking me up with a citizenship because we got some crazy <laughs> stuff going on over there." Now, watch this. That's why we need to bring people on the program from the African consulate because there's been okay. all kind of overtures already made to African people in this country, particularly those who have skills in a variety of areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes without saying, the purchasing power that exists once African people are organized here, that goes without saying. No, absolutely. It makes, absolutely. It, it makes the Hispanic thing pale in comparison. Well, but I'm just wondering be- how, how come those overtures haven't been, I mean, they've been operating, so-called Africans from different nations have been operating in, on our continent of America for... I mean, pretty pretty freely for the last forty, fifty years. Yeah, my question is many, how many how of the African, many of the African okay. leaders are surrogates of world government. The mm-hmm. real African leaders have been assassinated through coups and all kind of stuff, going all the way back to the sixties. Right. But that vein is still there beneath the surface because every group of people want to be able to. Exhibit and exert self-determination. I don't care where you are on this planet. Right. There's a and pride I think that comes with being associated with your that, country. Go ahead. No, and that's why I think I, I'm Beverly uh, brought up the UNDRIP, the uh, United Na- uh, Nations Declaration of Indigenous People. And so yeah. 
I'm thinking that if 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 you ever get a break, and I know you're extremely busy, if you get an opportunity to look into that undrip, um, I, I got a feeling that that you are going to be able to find something that is going to benefit the consortium, to where we can make you know again back to solutions, so we can start making moves and further unplugging from the the system, the matrix. Well, I can't. And I'm I'm gonna have a. Um, uh, a brother on, I can't pronounce his name because I messed it up. I can't pronounce. He'll be on Friday at 9.30. So he's going to, he's been, what I was talking to about that ST-181 and some more forms and some more things. He's been doing right, this uh, for a while. And uh, he's a chief. Uh, he's melanated. And so, He's going to come and enlighten us on some other things because there's more ways yeah. to go. We got different ways to go on on those things. I say let's let's put it on the t- all research should be put on the table, all mm-hmm. of it, okay? Before yeah. any final determination is made, mm-hmm. all research is valid and to be put on the table and moved on according to the consensus of the people involved. We're bringing all of those things forward, sir. Yes, sir. And we, and we have some people in Detroit that's that's making moves, but they under the radar. Everything don't need right. to be televised. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then one, more, one more drop before I go. Yeah, um, yes, I'm getting ready to go to the casino for my Super Bowl bet. I'll be listening. I hope we left you with something of use. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'll keep listening because I know you're going to drop some more in the coming weeks, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed evening, and uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, you going to be on tomorrow? Uh, uh, no, no, because no. Brother Rise can't make it tomorrow. So um, we'll be back next week. But I but join Friday to listen to this what that information is going to be about. Yeah. Friday night. Copy that. Hotel, okay. my brother. Thank you. Hotel. There. Let me yeah. add one more. Let me add one more log to the fire before you move on to the next call. Okay. It's, okay. It's going to be important to to take an advanced look into what role the United Nations, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to come up under severe attack yes. by the Trump administration, okay? Mm-hmm. It may not even be there. I don't think it's going to be there. Okay, then that's going, going, to, that's going to complicate. Yeah, exactly. Then that's going to complicate a lot of things in terms of going to the UN to get anything accomplished because it may not be there mm-hmm. or it may be severely hampered um, in what it can do and what it can't do. No. That's the nature no, of no, we don't need to go. Globally. Yeah, we don't need to go to the UN. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Because that's where that's where Obama planned on going, like you said earlier, to the UN. Or Hillary. Mm, but that it ain't that ain't that ain't gonna happen. Well, let's go to the next call. <laughs> <laughs> if it's there, it's just there—a empty shell. 
with, with yeah. nothing in it, a bottle with no juice in it. Yeah. Um, uh, area code 443-629. All righty. He's cold. <laughs> they fell the only on The only question I got, Ben, is are uh-huh. we going to take people like, are we going to take people like 50 and some of these other characters along with us? Like who? Fifty who? Cent. I'm just using him as an cent? example. Yeah. Oh. Mm. No comment. Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good move. <sighs> okay. Uh, area code seven one eight six five three. Okay. Um, I guess they don't. They don't want to talk tonight, uh, Robert X. So that's quite all right with me, Sister Bell. I know. Uh, me too. Um, I'll make sure I, I'll make sure I send you the information from the brother that we're gonna talk right economics. Yes, please next do. Week. Uh, okay, yes. Let me. Uh, here go another one. Let's see. Three four seven eight zero five. You hear me? Three four seven. Yes, we can. Yes, sir. Peace, 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 brother Thomas in New York. Peace and love. Um, okay, okay Thomas, how are you doing? I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, another day in paradise here on the plantation, working overnight. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. It's like being in Disney World, ain't it? Oh, yeah, man. I'm in the hospital. We're having a blackout. Uh, I came outside to look at um, Osiris Sun, uh, Star Belt up here. It's out here again quite prevalently up in the skies right above um, Jersey and New York. I hope everyone can see it, man. Make prayers. Um, I, have, say- I did want to did you mm-hmm. say you're having a blackout? Yeah, yeah. The city, the, the part of the city is blacked out over here. Wow. Hmm. So I'm at the hospital, hmm. but everything is one in the hospital, of course, but everything else is right. dark. Wow. So, how, lo- how long that's been? By the way. How long blackout? I don't know. I, got, I come in at 11, so... Okay. Right, since I've been here at 11, you know, it's been like this. I don't know how long before. Okay. Okay. I meant to mention this at the beginning of the program, family. If you look at the day, uh, that's right in line, my brother, because the day is 10-10. Oh, yeah, right? Yes. You're right. Wow. Yeah. You're right. Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree, um, man. If y'all were, anyone who thinks that the U.N., to help us out our situation. They really no, no. Because uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the United States um, is the main funder of the U.N. And, um, yes. In, yes, it, in the they United are. States. And yeah. um, I, I think that the rest of the countries together will have a pretty hard time trying to get these crackers in line as far as it comes to pertaining to, because that's war. You try to tell them how they're going to deal with us, that's war. You know, you don't tell us how to handle our niggas. 
you know what I'm saying? They're not going for that. Um, right. Another thing I wanted to say, um, what the brother was saying, I, I'm not I'm not too into the, uh, the Pan-Africanist mindset of my own. I'm kind of with the, with the mindset that this is our country, this is our land. We built this shit. I mean, excuse my language, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we, we owe some things here. Um, it, 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 number one thing is justice, but, um, you know, um, I would find it real hard to believe how the credit system or any of this stuff would have worked without slavery. Slaves were the first op- um, means of credit. And um, I think Roz mentioned on it, so I always consider ourselves to be new beings because uh, our history starts when slavery ended, essentially. Uh, that's when we became people, and, and um, we're the newest people on the planet. And um, I, I would like us to stick more toward trying to get what we believe, what was due to us here as opposed to um, trying to go somewhere else where they're under the system as well. And they probably got it way worse than us um, as far as they believe that they're not under the system, you know, like, I mean, I think it's hard for someone to get up and turn on the television and not realize that we're under a system of racism, white supremacy here, but in Africa, everything is black, even though they don't run nothing. So I, I just find it, um, I, I, I kind of... I'm, I'm on the belief that I'm on the belief that we are the most powerful people on this planet, and I'm talking about the people right here in these Americas. Right here where we at. That's why I always say we like Blade. We're very unique. I'm of the opinion that we had better get some alternatives. We better have some Plan B, some Plan C. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen unless it comes from us. That is correct. That has to implement those plans. No question about it. And the only way Pan-Africanism would work is if they allowed the people from here to make, you know, the decisions. So the decisions they're making on their own is quite terrible. They got all the money in the world, but they don't own none of it. You know, it's, it's you know, um, so I just it's, just, it's one of those, I think, conversations that needs to be had, though, for sure. Um, also, um, I wanted to say about the, the hack. As far as I've been taught, um, the United States are the people that without the internet, and if anyone's happy, it's them. You know, no one can out hack the people that created. You know, that is so, correct. Oh, um, if Russia was really happy, <laughs> the United States. I think I watched the History Channel before, and I'm saying that's a good place to get information. The Egyptians is white, but yeah, they, they showed how <laughs> if there ever was a war that the United States within, I think it was 15 minutes, could totally take over all Russian satellites and control them from the United States. So if they were really hacking the United States, trust me, the, the hack back would have been um, something that would have made news everywhere. Um, Might have just turned off all their power or something. I mean, like, these people have unlimited power and resources. I don't think Russia, even though they are very smart, um, they have the the internet resources as these white people do, uh, especially oh, the Jews helping them. Technologically-wise, they're not in a position to compete, particularly since they've been torn up into a bunch of pieces with the dissolution of the Soviet Union, okay? So now Absolutely. you're talking about individual countries. 
Uh, they may have the wherewithal to do certain things, but they're no longer connected. So they rely on the United States a great deal. I don't know if you really understand that. They rely on the U.S. for a lot of technology that they don't have. Absolutely. Russians uh, come over here to go to MIT and to, to all the big major um, technical colleges to learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're never going to know more than your teacher, you know, seriously. So, as I, I does China. As does China, absolutely. Um, and if if anything was to ever pop off, I have no doubt that the U.S. would be able to um, hinder any hacking and be able to um, retaliate appropriately if that's the case. Um, and that's all I wanted to add. And I'll meet my line. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent point, my brother. I can't disagree with nothing you said. Uh, seven seven three eight nine five. Hey, peace, Sister Bev. Peace, Brother Rob. How y'all doing tonight? Hotel, Hotel. I yeah, I was gonna take take a break tonight, but um, I had a brother that um from the center. He um emailed me uh, a question earlier. I wanted to ask y'all the question, take y'all uh, see y'all take on it in terms of um. I guess taking a DNA test to see, to try to trace back your African roots, do you think that that uh, construct is pretty accurate? Yeah, it can be done. Okay. It can definitely be done. So, I don't think, again, I think it's been manipulated. It's who doing it. Cause mm-hmm. I heard that they bought up all of the places that were doing the DNA yeah, I'm quite heard sure that. it's something you can find. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it can be manipulated. I'm not, you know, I don't know for a fact. So I don't know who who's the one correct way to go and which one is not. Right. Well, they can do it. It's just a matter of, of will they allow it to be done. I think that's what you're saying. But the, the technology is there to make it happen. Okay. And then I guess after we find out, after we get the results and everything, or after he gets results, okay, like where do we where do we take it from there? What what is the next step? Well, if it were me, uh, just like Obama and his ancestors, right, that he went to visit, uh, I would say to set up uh, through the internet as a, as a uh, <laughs> quite interestingly enough. You could mm-hmm. set up uh, a system where you could communicate with some of your ancestors uh, in their tribal affiliation. It shouldn't. It, I don't think it should be that difficult. Depending on what kind of in, uh, internet access they have, and most of us right. are supposedly from the, a particular area uh, in Africa. So uh, I don't see where you know, with the right ingenuity, we couldn't make it happen. I don't think I'm just not a person that that deals with impossibilities anymore. I've seen too many things that you know, wasn't supposed to happen happen. Right. The question um, is, okay. what do he want to? What's the reason? What do he exactly. want to do with that? Well, exactly. Well, that that's a good question. The conversation we had it wasn't. That's, that's why I don't like this this damn emails and stuff. I'd rather have you know talk face to face on the phone, but. 
when he re- relayed to me the date to be an email, he was just basically wanting to find out where he came from, his, you know, his African roots, so to speak. And I know there's been a lot of arguments and debates about, you know, okay, all of us didn't come from Africa. We originated over here from Africa, and it was actually the opposite as far as the slave trade. We were actually taken from over here and taken over to Africa, you know. So, like you said earlier, only the research can reveal the real truth in terms of where we actually came from and where we originated from. I tell so you what's you interesting to me. Big... Go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say when you have people that um, manipulate your history and the education system, right. you know, you got to remember that they have their hand right there in that DNA. So it's like, mm-hmm. and I definitely wouldn't go to ancestors. Uh, I wouldn't it's go right, there. Exactly. He he he's, he's got to research and find a place that he feels like that hasn't been uh, manipulated because they right. they got a lot of European that people that's that's tracing themselves back to Africa and a lot of African people, uh, uh, melanated people in in the states here. Saying that they from England and Ireland and and, and I know we, we from all over the world, but that, I mean it's right. and then just like the and just like the so called Indians, most of them the white folks and took that over, and I mean right. you know that was that was us, and so they went and got all the paperwork and that, but it's that's a long story too. So right, you just got do your research. What has always interested me in that area is the plantations, okay? The mm-hmm. masters who uh, uh, raped, had sex with African women and gave birth to African children. Right. What part, what part of their endowment legally is owed to the descendants of those masters, those slave masters, who have become very prominent members of corporate America today. Mm-hmm. What part of their yeah. endowment are owed to their so-called illegitimate children? Mm-hmm. Like and I've always man. said, exactly. But I've always said, if, if that's true, that should be the foundation upon which reparations should be based upon. Because now you would have those same corporate heads saying, "Pam," as opposed to giving up fifty percent of what we own to our children. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that that's interesting because this leads me to my last question. I'm gonna get off the phone. Uh, I don't know if you guys have was able to look at the. Um, I guess it was so much stuff going on within the past two weeks with the uh, the U.S. citizen. They arrested uh, a guy in in Mexico for shooting at the the council's car. But when I've been looking at the pictures and from from the frames frames I've been getting on the internet and stuff, it keeps showing these two pictures that the shooter is standing, is standing in front of, 
The first picture on the left is of, of is a white couple, male and female, but then on the right there's a mixed couple. It's a white woman and um looks like an African American male. And I'm saying to myself, every time I go to the story, I can't really focus on the shooter. I'm focused on the pictures. So I'm wondering, is, is this some type of subliminal message they're trying to put out and try to relate this with Mexico and Trump? I don't, like I said, I don't know if you guys have actually been, you know, keeping up with that particular story. I, I saw, I saw one of the pictures where the guy standing there, one car goes through uh, the checkpoint, and then as right. the other car pulls up, the guy uh, is standing outside. He pulls his pistol and fires one shot and then runs. Right. I did see that, but I did, I'll be honest, I didn't give it too much weight because mm-hmm. you, I, people like to say uh, Chicago is murder capital. Well, Mexico hasn't had a war declared in quite some time the number of murders that go on down there is just absolutely, absolutely atrocious. Right. The Frito Bandito. I thank you. I thank you all for right. calling out. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, 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 I'll keep monitoring the story, you know, as it develops, whatever. But like I said, for some reason, maybe it's just something wrong with me, whatever, but, I keep getting focused on those pictures. Like I said, I got like I got to pull it up in front of me now. Like I said, there's a white mm-hmm. couple, male, female on the left, but then there's a racial, an interracial couple on the right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why do they keep showing these frames in these particular news stories? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, and it's right at the consulate, right? It, yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I just thought the whole thing was strange to me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I didn't really pay that much attention to it because of uh, Juan Valdez shooting up the folks here. So, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, that's all. That's another story with self. Actually, we had a conversation about me and uh, Sean Anthony on his radio show uh, Sunday, and like I said, my take on it was that I said, okay, maybe this is another way they're they're talking military veterans for something coming down the pipe. I don't know because, you know, this was this was a continuation of what was going on last year. You know, there was a series of, um, you know, police shooting, like police getting sh- um, shot by so-called, veterans. you know, black military veterans. I said, okay, right. now this is a continuation of what was going on from last year. But you know what it is, right? Outside of mental institutions, mm-hmm. there's no other place of, of higher capacity to program people because that's what they do from the moment you right. uh, leave home than the military. Right. That's their game. Their game is to wipe everything out of your head and to turn mm-hmm. you into a drone. So that's what they do in what they call basic training. Right. The total oh, reindoctrination. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a total reindoctrination into becoming a drone, mindless, only taking orders and nothing else. Because it's, it's interesting because um, before, I, when I started doing my research and my studying everything when I was in Chicago State some years ago, I had actually met a brother. He worked in a library. Actually, he was a researcher. And um, 
one of the first things he told me to start studying was that metal netter. And he told me that once I start studying that in terms of that will, that will, will trigger something in terms of starting to find out, learning about who I am in terms of my culture and history. And then that mm-hmm. would negate the so-called, I guess, PTSD, whatever I supposedly had um, picked up while I was over there in Iraq myself because he had worked with other veterans. And like I say, after he got them basically studying the comedic science and the history and everything, it, it pretty much changed. Yeah, without any, any yeah. psychiatrists, any doctors, or anything like right. that, it, it actually worked. Wow. Well, you you're talking about how powerful it is, man. It's been illustrated yeah. over and over and over and over. Right. You know, people, but our people still, for some reason, they were rejected based on not knowing anything about it. Or being labeled a taboo, and it, and it's not like I said that that's what these spin artists do out here. Like I said, in terms of white supremacy, they'll sit up there and say something is you know demonic, or it's um like magic, whatever. And knowing that, and the opposite is actually you. It's your history. It's mm-hmm. it's about who you are, and they don't want you to know that. That's right. All so right, y'all. I'm done for the night. We know what the so now we know what directions to go into. When they say left, we go right. Exactly. That's right. We do the opposite of what they tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All okay, right, y'all. Peace, Peace and love and hotel. Peace and love. Hotel. I think we got one more and then we can go. Let's see. 718653. Seven one eight six five three. Okay. Well, Robert X, as always, we appreciate you for your time, your your great work that you're doing. Because I mean, you really uh, enlighten us on what is going on. We would definitely be lost with this uh, political. Shenanigans that has been going on here. Well, Sister Bev, to be honest and reciprocal, uh, I will be lost without you and the family. So it's a reciprocal arrangement, and uh, that's what I advocate for African people all over the globe. Let's have a reciprocal arrangement with yes. each other. That's excellent, and and it's gonna happen. That's what that's what time it is, as they say, 2017. Absolutely. So. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, next Monday, and uh, I look forward to the guests that you will have. Absolutely, Sister Bear. Hotel, Sister okay. Bear. Hotel family. Myot Hotel. All right. Thank you. Peace and love. Myot Hotel, everyone. And join me uh, next Friday at 9.30 p.m. There, There's a, a Chief Nana, and I can't say the rest of his name, but he's going to give us some great information. Peace and much love. Okay. Let's start with hope. I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone. The ripples one, son of a gun. Some would not have thought so. But I stand here, commander in chief. And I take that seriously. But along the way, a rogue ripple turned tidal wave. It 
reaction to what I tried to do The rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekends Pat him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Spooks the herd and we all bleed in the stampede Fear makes a false friend indeed And I take it seriously Oh, hear me now For the truth gets drowned out By a demigod flexing A demigod flexing He's history Thousands of hours to become an astronaut. Right, Nina? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. I'm a design consultant at the Container Store. But you explore space. I help you find space with our Alpha Closet systems. And you're an expert. Pretty good at it. And you use satellites to communicate. I'm doing more virtual in-home closet designs, but I wouldn't say... We salute you, astronaut Nina, for helping us find space. You're welcome. The Alpha Sales Bonus is here. Earn up to $500 in credit now through February 7th at the Container Store, where space comes from. Order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.